Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 106, which are two forgotten and unseen films by Denzel Washington uh, from the late 80s and early 90s. The first one is The Mighty Quinn from 1989, directed by Carl Schenkel. It's kind of an easygoing mystery, comedy, crime, adventure in Jamaica kind of thing uh, that is really kind of fun to watch, but has this strange, seedy, colonial underbelly that's kind of being described in there, which I think is also very, very interesting. And we paired that with uh, a Devil in the Blue Dress from 1995, directed by Carl Franklin. And uh, that one it takes place in the 1940s in Los Angeles, and is also a mystery crime piece. Uh, uh, and it is really, really good. Uh, it's got some deep-rooted concepts of colonialism and racism. Uh, and uh, add to the mix uh, Don Cheadle, who plays a side character who is mm, fantastic. Uh, and really makes the movie quite, quite interesting and quite fun. Uh, this is really a movie uh, uh, and a franchise that never happened. It could have been really an incredible franchise if they had sort of played on to these two characters a little bit more. would love to see what would have happened to them. Uh, so anyway, two great films by Mr. Denzel Washington. A couple of reminders, uh, actually not reminders, uh, just in time for the holidays. Uh, we have updated our Martini Giant Threadless store. We've added some new merch in there, some fun new things related to some of the things we've done in 2022. Uh, and we would love for you guys to be able to do that and buy them for your friends and family or even for yourself for the holidays. So go to martinigiant.threadless.com. Again, that is martinigiant.threadless.com. Uh, we've got some great new stuff, including a new T-shirt uh, that's uh, featuring uh, too much escargot. And if you listen to the podcast, you know exactly what that means. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. So, uh, And I just also remind you that these podcasts are also available in video form now. They're on our YouTube page. Uh, and if you'd like to check us out on YouTube, uh, just go to youtube.com slash at Martini Giant. Again, that is youtube.com slash at Martini Giant. Uh, and if you are viewing this on YouTube, you can click uh, right here and uh, this will give you the QR code to join our Discord or you can just click on the description below to join that. And that's where we have a lot of discussions about certain things, including things like the t-shirts and all the other things that we're doing. So go check those out on our Discord. We'd love to have you part of that. And if you are in the spirit of giving and you'd like to support and uh, Martini Giant for 2022, we would love it if you would become one of our patrons on our Patreon page. And that, of course, is patreon.com slash Martini Giant. But for now, please enjoy Mighty Quinn and Devil in the Blue Dress. Hey, he's the most handsome person on the screen right now. I gotta say, it's probably not doing It is true. Favor. Yeah, he is. Uh, it, he is, okay. he is. He is. He's generally the most handsome man on the screen. Yeah, I think that's he's pretty fair to say. He's that's a he's great. a very handsome man. Yeah, and particularly these two movies. He's in. <laughs> he's at a peak. Good. This is peak Denzel. Peak Guapo. Yeah. Peak Guapo. Guapo. Yeah. Peak Peak Guapo. He is peak Denzel, and like, and they're different peaks actually, because one is mid eighties, mid to late late eighties, and one is mid nineties. Well, no, uh, no, no, no. Eighty nine and ninety five, right? Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. So a few, yeah, it's a few, few years difference, but he has a different tone in each one. Three, ninety-four, right? Like the first one, the first one is um, is Denzel in a wet button-down shirt, lavish pan up his body kind of <laughs> film, and the uh, and the, the uh, and the like. second one is more like extremely well, uh, well dressed, well dressed, cool looking Denzel. Yes. Um, 
uh, with a little bit more of an air of uh, confidence. When, when back during the time when like zoot suits and stuff were starting to become fashionable again. Yeah. Yeah. When people started swing dancing in the nineties again. Remember That's right. Swing yeah. dancing was a thing. Yeah. Well, that, that was, uh, that was, that was blown up by uh, the movie swingers. The John Favreau, and uh, I remember um, somebody, my friends went to go see Swingers and then became uh, ballroom dancers after that. I have a friend who became like a champion dancer really? from, from seeing that movie. They were so into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, great. He's cool. a great dancer. Does he still dance? I believe he still does, yeah. But he was definitely um, taken by it. I have to say it was pretty fun. I liked the music, so I was, uh, I was, I was into it. I was still very much myself. Swingers? You know, Swingers, yeah. I like Swingers. That's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah, it's very, funny. It's a. Um, it's funny to see Vince Vaughn so young. He looks like a toothpick. Yeah. And, uh, and John Favreau, like he's yoked up. He's all. He's really fit. <laughs> Holy you know? moly! And yeah, Favreau uh, let it go a little bit. But you know, yeah, Vince Vaughn. Down. Vince Vaughn is interesting. He's taken on. So so Bob Einstein was on Kirby Enthusiasm, as you know, he died. <laughs> yes. And yes, so I, they've I, now. Uh, Vince Vaughn is now taking on the Bob Einstein kind of role no. in in Kirby. I like Vaughn, but Einstein's genius or was genius. Yeah, yeah, different, different people, different people. But there was a period when mm-hmm. he was just really great, really funny, but funny, funny, funny guy. Bob Einstein? But, no, um, Vince Vaughn. Vince, oh, I really yeah. love Vaughn. I think Vaughn's great. I do, but he dipped a little bit. It, it, I think once he was in the Google place with. Uh, What's yeah, it? no, he started to try to repeat a certain style of comedy. That's it. He and didn't, it, played yeah. it played out. It played out. It out. But yeah. it doesn't... He, really... he didn't figure out how to age with his comedy. And, right. Uh, but he's actually, he's a pretty good actor, and he's uh, been in a bunch of things that I've liked. So I like him. I like, I generally like him. Yeah. He's, he's, no, I yeah. like him. He was in um, the one that was, was like the peak, awkward, like, cringy Vaughn. No, um, uh, Made. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's very funny in that. Super great. And that, that, that was the one where it's like, oh, God, just sh- if you just shut up, yep. it would all be okay. <laughs> he, play, he plays the moron in that one, the talking moron. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I also recommend if you have a uh, strong stomach, I would say check out uh, Riot and Cell Block 99, uh, nice. which is super, super fun. And, uh, and also, uh, the, he's in two movies by Craig Zoller, Riot and Cell Block 99 and uh, Drive to Cross Concrete. Um, with Mel Gibson and nice. uh, like this will how much you enjoy these movies will, high, will highly depend on how much you can tolerate uh, everything I just said <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they are also like Craig Zoller like I am myself not a conservative person in the slightest he is seems to be a very conservative leaning filmmaker and, really? uh, and so is, what's his name now? Oh, his and, name? and Gibson, obviously, and with Vince Vaughn. And these are conservative guys. You know, I don't, I don't know if they're Trump-supporting conservative, but they're very, they're very conservative guys. They're making conservative movies. And even though I am a left-wing yokel, I will always go to bat for conservatives make the best action films because they live in a weird, violent fantasy land. <laughs> and so they tell great violent fantasy land stories. Die Hard, fantastic. I, love, I, absolutely well, love that I Wait a stuff. minute. That was um, Die Hard was. Uh, oh, that's actually McTiernan, who for the time was very progressive. I'm gonna both secretly want to make sure I shout out to BBB Three Viz is here. We haven't seen him in a while. 
our, uh, our, our good friends, here. our good friend from, uh, from, uh, dialing in from Berlin, uh, and Digi Rain, Rainbow. Did you Rainbow? <laughs> Did you Rainbow? I think is I know who that is. <laughs> so, uh, Digi Rainbow. Hello, Did you Rainbow. Come on and enjoy this stuff. We're going to get started, uh, on the actual subject. Uh, if you enjoy video time. games, I highly recommend Digi Rainbow's uh, YouTube channel. Did you YouTube? Yeah. Did you did you rainbow on YouTube? Look that one up. It's good. It's yeah. good playthroughs. Okay, so uh, we decided to do these Denzel Washington films because I had just re recently rewatched the Mighty Quinn, and I said that's a just a, a fun. That's mystery. a good fun movie, man. That's good, a really fun, good movie. fun movie. That's a, that's a movie that that just disappeared off the face of the earth and nobody knows exists. But it's a really good little fun movie, right? And so, to me, there were several reasons for it. One is we've been doing a lot of serious things that it's just been hard on me emotionally. <laughs> from blonde on, from yeah. blonde and, uh, and blonde uncut that? uncut gems and. Uh, what else did we do? We did another, oh, and Mulholland Drive. It's yeah, like yeah, some heavy ones, some, some heavy, heavy ones. ones. Yeah, so, so yeah. And uh, I know Eric is a, is a, is a sadist. So to him, Blonde was a, was a really wonderful it's comedy. It's it's not a comedy, but I was not like, it's such, oh my God. It's so well, like, it, yes, people, people had very strong reactions. It's It's an incredible movie. I love, I love, I'm as, as if you can listen to our podcast that's currently out. Like I'm a ferocious defender of Blonde, and I think it's a masterpiece. Yes, you just put it out on Wednesday. The actual the 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 recording went out on Wednesday. But I get what you're coming from that it's uh it's not exactly a uh an airy piece of cake. It's not like the British Break Off British Break Off show. It's uh it's uh it's good to have something that's a little bit breezier. And Mighty Quinn is very breezy. Mighty Quinn is very fun and breezy, and Devil in the Blue Dress is also very fun and breezy. And it's what I also think is cool about it is that not fun and breezy. Well, but it's still, it's not, not like, not it's not heavy. It's a, it's, it, it's got a, Devil in Blue Dress is a little bit grim, especially right. in comparison to Mighty Quinn. In right. fact, I would go so, go so far as to say, I think a Devil in a Blue Dress is, is nearly as good to me as LA Confidential in a lot of ways. Right. Like, I think it's actually a very, it's a very intense movie. It's beautifully made. Uh, and it's, a, and that should be a very well-remembered film that everyone should see. And then Mighty Quinn is just sort of like, this is a good Saturday afternoon, like, Denzel Washington being fun crime thriller, and it's really, really good. And it's it is. They're neat both kind of really fun. Yeah, Sunday matinee. Yeah, yeah. They're both of the directors are like TV actors, TV directors. Yeah, uh, and it, for, although, for the Mighty Quinn, for both of my, them. yeah, Mighty yeah, Quinn. because you could tell. Yeah, uh, yes. but uh, uh, the uh, the director of um, uh, Double in a Blue Dress is actually a, a very good TV director. He yes. went on to direct a lot of uh, really notable material, including some of. Uh, I think Mindhunter and uh, a bunch of other great stuff. He's also done a couple of great movies, like One False Move. One um, False Move is great. Yeah, so was he's, he an actor he's actually in that? quite good. He what? Uh, he may be. I can't. I haven't seen it in a long time. He may also be in that, but he is an actor to start out with. Uh, yeah, Carl Franklin. Yes. And uh, and Franklin went on to direct. Let's see. Yeah, he's done a lot of good stuff. The Carl Franklin show? No, that's Joe Franklin. Let's see. As a director, uh, he has directed loads of TV. Okay, so he did One False Move, Devil okay. in a Blue Dress, um, and then went on to, let's see, House of Cards, Homeland, Bloodlines, 
uh, Ray Donovan, Mindhunter, four episodes of Mindhunter. Um, Jesus, Pete, loads, loads of stuff. Can't believe how much stuff he's done, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, so he's he's done tons and tons of good, good, good work. Um, but uh, Mighty Quinn. That guy's a Swiss guy. He's done some, you know, Alf, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Quinn, by the way, is such an unknown movie that it doesn't even come up as the first thing in my search. It's not even the fifth thing in my search. There's Mighty Quinn's Why Barbecue, Quinn the Eskimo, uh, Qu- Mighty Quinn Smoke Shops. <laughs> it's not even on the first page. I don't Why know. Why do you think that is? I really don't it's know. It's a pretty it good stands, movie, though, it's right? It's a good movie. It and it was sort of Washington. Hit. I don't understand yeah. that. I remember it being sort of a hit when it came out. I went to go see it a couple of times when it came out, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyone in chat, Musemans are here, by the way. Anyone in chat uh, uh, have seen or heard of the Mighty, any of these movies? If any of you guys have seen or heard of any of these movies, it'd be interesting. This is a terrific Denzel double feature. This is absolutely great. And I also like it because it is, both of them are about a the strong, very much point of view from a black person. <laughs> yeah, right? it's true. Like, like these are really, like, they're, they're completely unique, uh, not just, like, from a singular character, but an entire culture. Culture, like a, like right. a, especially "Devil in a Blue Dress" is a really totally, yeah. beautifully rendered uh, mid to late forties Los Angeles exclusively black community, black community, right. and yep. it's incredibly, incredibly well done. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the best I've ever seen that ever ever shot. It's really, really incredible, mm-hmm. um, and, and especially uh, that that time, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a specific time that that was that was important, right? Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, and then, um, the other one was, uh, and Mighty Quinn is a, is a Caribbean, you know, very light Caribbean adventure. It's like, like basically like it's an airport read kind of murder mystery. Right. Um, And there were some shots in there. It felt like heart to heart. I think the Emmett Walsh, the way they set that up was like, God, that's so, it was moving. And then all of a sudden, but yes, I feel there's a lot of, it did have that TV vibe and it did have the, uh, airport, the, Really. Yeah, and th- these are like I don't mean that it's in a bad fun. way at all. Like no. it's a no. super super fun thing. And what like, I a... liked about it a lot was actually just the vibe of the music and the culture because mm-hmm. it was so Jamaican, right? And yep. so it had great music, and it had actually some really great. Like the opening shot of the woman screaming was just awesome. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. This is a, it's actually shot by Tak Fujimoto, yes. who's oh, a great yeah. great photographer. But great. he sort of like he understood the assignment, like. He wasn't doing like he wasn't like going to make it a grim, fancy because he also shot like Silence of the Lambs, for instance. Right. But he wasn't going to do that. He's like, this feels like, you know, Robert Stack is going to be in this movie if it were, right. if it were a different cast. You know, like it's going to be a light, breezy, fun, easy movie. And he really, really it's like it's so colorful, like bright blue skies and bright blue ocean and big, deep greens. And it's super, super fun all the time, even when the movie sort of gets darker towards the end. Yeah. Like it's, it's still pretty uh, saturated. It's it's still saturated and still <laughs> and sort of silly. And a lot of bloom on the whites. And a lot of bloom on the whites. Yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. with her and it, meeting yep. when he meets with the wealthy wife. Yes, right. exactly. But uh, Mimi, so Mimi Rogers. That's the that was Mimi Rogers. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's hard to heart. That's hard to heartland for sure. That is totally hard yeah. to heart. Right? Yeah. But these. But are, I uh, love some of the ones. characters in this were kind of like awesome in a lot yeah. of ways. Like you know, first of all, he's. Cool. Like he's just the ultimate in coolness. That's right? badass in this movie. He's great. Right. And then and then his wife is just like stunning. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, and, and then like the what? girlfriend or the girlfriend that comes up, she's kind of a very exotic and strange yeah. looking. But then Mimi Rogers is like, oh my God. I mean, it's yeah. just like everyone's, not... in the, everyone's at the top of their form. Denzel looks ridiculously good in that yeah. movie. It looks amazing. And like they, what's what's really awesome, and this is true for both movies, is like they spend like and then Ubu Pearl, I love Ubu, Ubu and we, yeah, Pearl. yeah, which is uh, Esther Roll, who's fantastic. Yeah. She's a fantastic actor. And um, was it like Good Times or something? She's like? famous for being the mom in Good Time, yeah, right? Good Times, and like, uh, like in both movies, like it's really hard. It's rare to see this nowadays. Like they, they both have these incredibly, uh, how can I say it? Like they achieve a lot of depth for their setting by having little networks of secondary characters that are all kind of connected and you update all the time. Right. And so like, they feel like big, deep, um, settings. Like it feels like you're watching the third in a series of movies where you know a lot of backstory, even though that's not true. Well, both of these films, and I think especially in the devil in the blue dress, they feel like they're setting themselves up to be a series. Oh, dude, these should have been both. Yeah, of these should but have it was been also using a lot of like the traditional like 40s, late 40s kind of film noir setups, particularly downtown L.A. Yeah, like that vibe. It's just a different uh, it's, you know, a different culture. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so but it's definitely that kind of the way they use the signs and everything yep. when they're getting in the car, you see the old sign and they hold on it. There's yep. a lot of this cool vibe that people love that. I love that type of world. Um, like the forties, fifties kind of. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. And it, but that's, really, I think that, that was the whole point, right? Because at the end yeah. of the whole, at the end, it's like Denzel that's Washington, we already know. Denzel right. Washington, you know, spoiler, it decides to become a private investigator. And it's like, okay, so now it's oh, just yeah. going to be, well, these Denzel are Washington in the forties. I want to make a whole series. Of whole, it's they very much be, like Chinatown yeah. and, and, oh, yeah, and totally. big sleep. Yeah, well, like these, like these comes from uh, Easy Rollins is a character from uh, I think a number of books, and so I think they were hoping to kick off like a run mm. of these movies. And uh, so and it's kind of like a Philip Marlowe. It's a Philip Marlowe, it's a black Philip yeah. Marlowe from the forties, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then like it, they, they really should have done it because like that's a great name, that Easy Rollins. Easy, right? Easy Rollins. Yeah, like it's he's, he's mouse. great. <laughs> yes, yeah, fantastic. Great. Man. <laughs> yeah, like it, the like. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Devil in Blue Dress first. It's like you want to do you want to do that one. Let's do uh, yeah. Okay. You know, my, my Mighty Quinn came first. We can do Mighty Quinn first if we want to. But yeah. it's just like just to go like off off of what we were saying. Like that that movie really sit like you could play that you could intercut that with la confidential and it would feel like the same movie yes like yes. It, it's the same it's the same flavor of that period of hollywood and yeah. uh it's it's extra like it so it has like i thought it was harlem when it first started i didn't realize it was la yeah it had a head of it but like the opening shot it felt like harlem to me yeah, and then right. I realized it's actually LA. So, fact, so let's, like let's, I, let's, I, I recognize an awful lot of that. Was lot just of like, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we I live know not far from yeah. Country yeah. Club, where we did, uh, where some of that. We're like, my wife was like, wait a minute. Yeah, we know. Yeah, those Central. Streets. That was this in Central Avenue. In, right. right. Uh, but anyway, okay. So 1948 is when it starts, and uh, we find uh, Easy Rollins is our character, and he is. Oh, and there's a lot of him narrating on top of the film. Yeah, the classic noir style. Classic noir style. Yeah. I I was a little like I wish I hadn't. I wish the viewer was discovering things as opposed to him telling us what to think. Do you do you like that more or less I, than the original cut of Blade Runner? Which which works better for you? Yeah. The director's cut or this or the what is it? The sushi the one with the, yeah, the the sushi cut. The sushi cut. I don't know. I mean, 
Because it, is it is it just a thing that you don't you don't prefer to have, or you think that I think in Blade friends? Runner, in Blade Runner, he's not necessarily telling us. It's not the same thing, but here it's as if we, I felt a lot more handholding from 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 uh, Easy Rollins here. Sure, there, Brett. You know, you think that was post after because they couldn't follow. No, I think I think they I think they were literally just trying to do a noir thing. There's, yeah, I think there's a couple of spots where they sort of he like comes out of the house where after meeting the husband or the guy, the kind of the white guy that was kind of thin and nervous, mm-hmm. and it was that cool interior. When he comes out, some of that was so exposition. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, then I thought, wouldn't it be clarity, great if you right? just did a whole movie of just leaving a place and going? She thought I was da da da, and just doing the whole exposition and the whole movie. It's just, it's just like all exiting places. Like you follow right. him out, and then he's leaving the property. He goes into a restaurant, comes out. I just, and it's just like everything is. That's the whole movie. <laughs> I blinked, and then I blinked again, and then I blinked again. <laughs> she has a sister lives in Pasadena. <laughs> well, that would be interesting if, like, if if you could digress into other things that you can't even see. Like you're telling all sorts of weird backstory that's unrelated entirely. It just keeps on driving as they keep on talking. Yeah, about they it. did the silent movie years ago. It'd be the exposition movie, and it was the just exposition movie. following people just talking. Voice yeah, because like uh, I think that that's the that's the de- delicate thing with doing film noir narration is like they like for me like I I I like my my favorite cut of Blade Runner is the final cut, which doesn't have Latin narration, but I do like the narration in the original cut, and the reason why I like it is because he's so laconic that he's basically a robot like he's just like the whole time and i'm like that's a pretty funny in in inverted joke like he's a he's a robot he is a robot spoiler alert yeah he's a robot uh but uh but i i I get what people say like they you know it's sort of it breaks it's it's too meta for them to uh, to get into the because the rest of it's so realistic, and then to have that sort of stylization on top of this, I, I think that uh, Washington does a better job uh, at it than that. But I think that some of the writing, like Eric's saying, like it leans a little bit on on yeah. exposition, which is what you should never use narration for. Yeah, and I felt that when he was leaving the house, right? It just it made me laugh. I was like, God, they should just do a whole movie like that. So when it, you right. pick it up, there's something there, and I was wondering if it was like post trying to just fill in some of those confused studio execs saying i don't understand i think that that washington's a little less invested in uh making the narration believable than his performance on screen so like the narration and when he's when he's doing a lot of exposition like he's not really he's just he's doing a voiceover but it's sounding more voiceovery than his actual character that he's playing and i think so there's a a little bit problem when they were driving that scene we were driving and and he said the all new Cadillac Escalade, smooth, <laughs> now available. And and I was like, wait a minute, is this a car commercial? But yes, it was. Uh, it was threw me off a little bit. But yeah, that's the that would be the Corinthian letter. Like mo- most of the <laughs> Corinthian letter. Oh my god! Like, wait a minute, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in in counterpoint, my he actually does one of my favorite bits of narration in a movie called Fallen. Uh, where it's a it's another film noirish cop movie, but the narration is there for a very specific punchline at the end that is an absolute home run. So like he's he's not necessarily bad at it, but like it is the weakest part of this movie. They don't they don't really need it and they don't really use it as as well as they could. I agree with that. Like they're build, right. they're building the world so well with everything else, they don't actually need that on top. No, right. 
Okay, so so he's in a bar. Uh, he lost his job. Yeah, and he's a mechanic. Mechanic, not a mechanic. His mechanical he was airplane because he was he was, he was working airplanes, like, right? Yeah, so McDonnell he, Douglas uh, Champion Aircraft is what it was called. Where he because he was in World War II. Yeah, yeah. so he's Were a vet. They good. Wow. They... He was a vet. And uh, 1948 is when it takes place. He was a vet. And so he has a house and a mortgage, which is very rare for black men at that time. Well, in the, and, and the economics um, of this area of town and what, like, are really forefronted in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like how everybody is uh, constantly trying to find ways to make money. Uh, he's like, I have to keep, I'm, I have a house. That's how I spent my GI bill. And I'm really trying to keep up with this. So he is always like on, on the make to hold, you know, to get more work and get more work. And when he is fired from his job, it's this, you know, like clearly racist boss is like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Fuck off. You Mm -hmm. know? And like, there's the, there's like the guy that's always trying to steal, like cut down the trees and the lawns. That guy, like, why does he keep chopping trees? He's going to sell this stuff. He's going to go like it's just like selling junk wood. But he's just doing anything. Like, any, everybody's doing everything they can to try to get a little something, you know. Right. And like, and it's so constant and it's so interconnected that you have this constant sense of sort of like everybody's like paddling as hard as they can just to keep afloat. Uh, and that, in contrast to um like trying to be happy at all just keeping up a universally sort of like upbeat tone like right. the stress like really shows the stress and you like there's even comments on like in the bar you know where like he's saying like you know uh you know uh um, you know people that drink their paychecks away you know aren't are the ones who aren't thinking you know this kind of stuff like and everybody's constantly constantly thinking about little bits like small bits of money all the time because they have to right and it's not part of the plot. It's just there to inform you constantly of what the, what the stresses are. Right. And it's really, really beautifully done. Yeah. The, the community building is very powerful in this. Well, but basically he's looking through the paper and he's trying to find, he's going through the, the wanteds, right. And start circling things like you do in a traditional way. And then the bartender says, Hey, I want to introduce you to someone. And, uh, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Sizemore walks in. Tom's yeah. and one of the, one of his best performances ever. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. He's oof. He says, yeah, I'm going to offer you some money <laughs> to do a job for me. And the he guy's a bastard in this film, man. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just very dislikable, but comes off as, yeah, I got money. You need money. I can do things. Is it legal? It's like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Come here. Right. So basically he offers him money. This, this plot gets fairly complicated as by design. And it, that's the fun part when you're trying to untangle the mystery. Cause these are both, these are both classic mysteries uh, in a lot of ways. This one's a little more noir. The other one's a little more comedy, has a little more comedy. But you want to keep in step with his character. So you want to be like, I don't know. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like in, um, Chinatown, you don't really. It's like you slowly yeah. start to it's like, think, yeah, I shouldn't oh, get right. involved in this. I shouldn't yeah, like do that, this. that's that's There's a great point because like, like no ants, like not just not everything's complete. And right. leaving the audience in that way is a great vehicle, I find, rather yep. than it's like you know what's going on. But eventually, with Jack's role in Chinatown, 
you've kind of like, wait a minute, you're, he was the last to know. Right. Uh, but here, you're just kind of following along with him. Like, I don't know Well, in both this. cases, I think you're right, because like, there's a sort of like inertia that they have to overcome. Like, they don't want to get mixed up in anything uh, that's going to be a giant pain in the ass. Like, they're just like, I just want to do yeah, my but regular they, everyday shit. But they make it very paid. clear. Like, the, oh, by the way, the name of the bartender is Joppy. So we can keep that's right. And, yeah, and, the, and, and Tom Sizemore's character is DeWitt, DeWitt Albright. Yes. Right. And so um, they 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 get a, the, the point of view, like, I shouldn't get involved. But then you see him absolutely love owning a house. Yes. Like being a, a homeowner, he's yep. gardening. He's like very much being this. And by the way, he's single, but he's just and it's a typical. It's a very typical California bungalow house. Like right. look like anywhere in Burbank, <laughs> like, yeah. like you know. But they they point out in the movie that it's extremely rare for a black yes. person to hold to own a house. Own, own a, house like even yeah. in this, even in the area that he's living in. And so he is. He's like, I am going to stay focused and keep paying my mortgage, and I'm going to have this house because this right. is. Like this is he, this is my future. Yeah, this is my future. And then, like, right. he has to work harder than anyone than, else than anybody else in order to do this. Did you guys see that? Uh, I sent it on our on our Discord. Our um, related to this movie, there was um, I don't know if you guys ever watched Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah, but he great. did. Did he Adam Ruins Everything about suburbs? Yeah, it's brutal. Brutal, and it, brutal, brutal, and it's like exactly racist, why the most nonsense. racist thing ever yeah. happened in the United yeah. States over suburbs. And this, yeah. when I've watched this movie, I was thinking about that. It's like, oh, oh, one hundred. This is this is basically what the subtext of the movie is about. Is yeah, exactly what's covered in that video. And it's a lot like, like you know, in, a, in, in fact, Eric, this is that there's a lot of you're right. There's a lot of relationship with Chinatown, with the whole water and the moving, yep. moving, you know, creating these specific districts where he is a black person because he also has that thing when he drives through the white neighborhoods, right? Like I'm a what black guy driving through white neighborhoods i'm in trouble and this was yeah. you know <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. Every, and everyone and everyone and, and th what's great in this movie is that people don't just react to him in sort of like straightforward racist ways that also happens but just like that if, absolutely happens <laughs> you know, like he like he is if he's just in the wrong context everyone's upset like right. it's like the, they they give up the vibe of just like listen i'm not racist i'm not trying to be racist against you but you're causing problems by being here like this like this is going to make the racists unhappy and that's going to have to deal with them and so you can see this like tacit reinforcement all the time of all this all this bullshit right. and like and i think that that's what like uh because like this is uh, uh uh this is what this director happens to do very very well and i think he spends a lot of his like a lot of his time trying to show this in particular and in the subtext of the stuff that he makes is like, it's not just like, you know, there's, of course there's fucking bad guy, uh, racist assholes, but the real problem is that they like the problems that they cause everyone else then has to deal with to the point where we end up just reinforcing the problems that they caused because we don't rock the boat too much or else it gets even worse. Yeah. And like, that's what's in that video. It's just like, the uh, the uh, uh, to some of the video the 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 part of the video that may, that for me drives me insane is the when they talk about um, like how you know schools public schools are funded is like if you have a public school in a richer part of town it's going to have more money yeah like, because it's directly funded from property taxes because it's funded yeah. from property taxes and yeah. this is something for years I've been just like as soon as I found that out I was just like. 
that's in this literally insane like yeah. how can that be a public service at all no it's yeah you you, you, know. you have more money you have a better school right but like but but now that we're in the loop of this and then know, they like, just tried shipping kids around from different neighborhoods right. to make that work and that's not going to work either that, that that also doesn't work exactly no. so like you were dealing with the fallout from racist decisions 70 years ago and we can't extricate ourselves out of Levittown. it the Le Levittown <laughs> yeah. experience yeah exactly yeah. And so, like that—that's basically the, the subtext of this movie. That is, was like, I mean, this is you know, like we're three white guys talking about it. So, like, that's ills. how beautifully this is. This is how beautifully this movie executes this. That even uh, like three white podcasters can see the depth of the the problem clearly in this film. It's so 100%. it's so well represented in the movie. And obviously, anyone who comes from that situation is going to instantly be like, "Yes, of course." Well, obviously, but I mean, like, for every, I recommend everybody see it simply because, like, it's absolutely not represented in almost any other film. No, and that's I think that's what movie. I liked a lot about both of these films is that it's like, right. "Oh, we need we need more representation of this. We need right. more culture of this." Right. right? Uh, and I remember, and look, it was funny because I we uh, my when I saw Mighty Quinn. It was my, my my grandmother had Alzheimer's, and so we had a sort of a, a a person that came every day to help take care of her. And she was this Jamaican woman who was hilarious, but she just she's like, oh, I love, she and I talked about the Mighty Queen all the time. I don't know why, because it was just fun. Like she yeah. loved it. Like no, it's, so, it's just great. This yeah. is a great movie. Anyway, sorry, it's but it was but it was part of me was like I got to know her more through that movie. Like she was yeah. telling me about Jamaica because she's psyched about the movie. So she's psyched about the movie, yeah, but she's also awesome. telling me about Jamaica yeah, and, and this and that. And so she brought me some rum. You know, right. it was this whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, and so drunk. like yeah, like these uh, these, <laughs> these movies are great at like they they they're great all to themselves just as movies first, right? right? Um, but the the fascinating like the great thing about them and the sort of sad thing it points out is like you see something like Devil in a Blue Dress and then you see how little this issue which still plagues us today is it's changed. It's, it's it's like not changed at all nope. and we talk about it even less in film. Yes. Like like it doesn't even exist in movies at all. And right. uh, like it's entirely paper. No, because over. you imagine how many people would get offended by that movie like that. No, oh, it's just yeah. It's just it's just insane. <laughs> it was like so, you know yeah, yeah, between the, the BLM movement and right. the this and the I don't that think it's. A, I think it's really. I I think, in many ways, that the, the people who are making the movies have infantilized, infantilized like the subject matter. They made everything just. You know, you know, like everybody reduces it to this sort of cartoon yeah. argument, right? Instead of like, in fact, the only thing that I've seen recently that really compellingly deals with this is Mindhunter season two. When it's just like, it's about uh, a serial killer in a black community. Um, season and two. season two, and it's one of the most brilliantly drawn things I've ever seen on TV. I'm not sure if Carl Franklin was one of the directors on it. He might've been, but it's just like, he, like it, it's so successfully shows like, like it's not simply there's bad guys and good guys. It's like, there's this completely, um uh untalked about generalized unfixed uh network of issues that no one wants to even approach that keeps it unchanged and that's why we keep on having the same problem over and over again it's not like it's not just like there's one racist bad guy and then we overcome that dude and everything's fine like these are endemic 
like very deeply rooted problems in every aspect of government. And, uh, and they're almost impossible to overcome without really attending to it. And no one wants to because it's too hard. And that's why we have like the public school problem that we do just because like to tackle it means like, what are you going to do? Go after the fucking teachers union. Now that's a whole other thing, yeah. you know, like it's a disaster. And yeah, so like, that's, that's, I went that's to a the... French school. That's <laughs> yeah, my, exactly. was my solution. My solution. It's the same everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they go back. Uh, so, right. So he, so he, sorry, we're still at the very beginning of the movie. You haven't gotten, we haven't gotten too far, but he basically, his assignment is to find this woman named Daphne Monet. Uh, and he said that she hangs out at a place called the Jute Joint, which is on Central Avenue. So he goes to this bar, which is kind of an illegal speakeasy type bar, right? right? Uh, one, there's a guy, there's a woman who's heading it there and it just looks like a, just looks like a storefront. And there's a guy who's like, I want to go upstairs. And I was like, there's nothing upstairs. There's nothing upstairs. And it's this bouncer character there. Uh, who his name is Junior Fournay. Um, and so he, he kicks out the white guy from the place. Uh, and then he asked for a cigarette, uh, or, or Denzel Washington asked for, or Easy asked for a cigarette, and he gets, he says, you're still smoking those Mexican cigarettes. They're, they're gross or whatever, right? But then they go upstairs. Zapatos. Zapatos, right? And so it says, then they go upstairs and uh, they sit down to have a drink. He meets a friend of his named Dupre, uh, and his, who's a big guy, and has his girlfriend there who's named Coretta James, who's really cool. Like, she's an yeah. interesting character. Yeah, in yeah. their relationship is fantastic. Like, yeah. It's absolutely, it's, it's hysterical and, and sad. And, and very sad. Yeah, it's and really, sad. really great. Yeah. And uh, so it turns out, by the way, this is the night has gone for a while. Uh, Dupre is drunk, passed out at the table. So it's really just easy and Coretta having a conversation. And we find out that she uh, is a confidant of Daphne, right? Mm -hmm. So easy uh, wants to know more about Daphne because he's supposed to get a hundred dollars for getting information about her, right? Just find out some information. In a day when a hundred dollars was quite fair. It was, it was a lot of money. money. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're out of work. Yeah. He could yeah. probably pay his mortgage. His, his mortgage was probably $50. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're probably right about that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, he went, see, so he ends up taking her, taking the, uh, both Dupre and Coretta back to her place. Dupre is passed out. She then starts to make the moves on Denzel. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like right here, her guys the next one. Her boyfriend out. is yeah. passed yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, but and like it, this, there's a sort of the awesome weirdness to this. Yeah, like there's a there's a weird sadness to this where she's just right. like there's like you can tell that this goes on all the time. All the for time, her, right? Right, and she's just like you know, how, like you can see the state that the dude, the dude is in. She makes a joke earlier about just like. You know, he used to what stay up till the the cock crowed, and now the cock don't crow too much anymore. Right? <laughs> you know, and just sort of like he, like she cares about him a lot, but you can see the toll that this his whole life situation has taken on him, and now he's just a drunk that passes out early, and she's got she hasn't gotten laid in you know months, right? You know? And so she's just like, here's here's easy, and I'm you know, Denzel Washington. <laughs> you, you like right. you wouldn't hit on Denzel Washington. You know, right. but there's a lot of like, it's not just like she's, she's like being cheap. It's just like, she's a very lonely, lonely person. Mm -hmm. 
you know she's very and, lonely and yeah. the and the reason but also she's her, very smart like she's, she's very, very yes yeah yeah opportunistic yeah she's yeah. And that's the thing is like everything about the relationship between her boyfriend easy and her is mm. like what's really attractive about easy is that unlike her boyfriend like easy is working very hard to try to uh stay above the line of that sadness you right. know yeah he has to work extra hard to do it just like she does uh and now because like she's she's doing that she's the one who gets the fucking job at the phone company like it's it's amazing how much i know about this character like right. she gets this job at the phone company right uh and like where her boyfriend you know can't get a job uh right. and so she's supporting that both of them and like here's easy trying to get work and he even makes a joke like they're are they hiring any men at the phone company these days you know this kind of yeah. thing and all the other guys laugh it off and you can kind of like you can say like denzel's like i'd probably take that gig actually <laughs> like i will take anything i need right. to keep on making money and so like it's the 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 complexity of the situation is what creates the background of their characters in that moment so it's both really sort of funny and it's sad but it's sad in a way that exposes the setting they live in uh and it's just like that's the kind of stuff this is i was gonna bring this up earlier with chinatown is like chinatown and all the great noirs aren't just about like a great crime they're about the person like a single person versus a city like it's the entirety of the environment you know chinatown the crime of chinatown isn't just uh john houston the crime of chinatown is los angeles like it's the right. whole fucking thing right and that's yep. what they get so right in devil in a blue dress is like the actual crime that is going on the literal crime that's happening is just a byproduct of the large-scale crime of the way that people are forced to live right. you know and that's the incredible uh delicate beauty of how this movie is built yeah yeah right and yeah it's it's true you said like you know spoiler well, of course, the whole thing's a spoiler. Yeah. But Coretta is not on; she's not around for very long, and no, yet we know so Coretta's much. Last scene. <laughs> this is Coretta's last we, scene. we know yeah. her. We know we know her so well somehow, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think you're absolutely right. Like the character is really rich for that. Yeah. But anyway, she does have you know sex with him mm -hmm. uh, in a in a in a very it's a very interesting sex scene, uh, and. Denzel's worried that the very big guy is going to wake up at some yeah, point. Yeah, he's a big, burly dude. You know, it's just like, and the thing is, like, she's like, I mean, De Denzel looks great, obviously, but like, right. she's not even like a classic. She's not like, you know, mid 90s uh, sexy actor. Mm -mm. Like, she is a very realistic looking person. She does. Yeah, you she's know? very real. And, and where you're just like, it all, everything about it feels like you can see that this is a terrible idea, but you can see also why it's happening. You know, and it's it's funny. It's immediately funny. He's trying to like get information from her, and she's like, like it's not like they're in love. It's just that they both need something from the other. That's you right. know, and uh, and then and ultimately, like, yeah, she wants sex, and he wants information. <laughs> he wants information, <laughs> right? And like in the and in the end, like after after all that, like she he stays all night, like uh, and you know he's all super hungover. She still charges him ten bucks for the info. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is hysterical. It's not for the sex. It's for the. It's like, okay, give me ten yeah. bucks, and I'll let you know where uh, where Daphne where, is. Where, where Daphne is. So she finds out that Daphne has been involved with uh, this a gangster named Frank Green, um, and so 
they uh he calls Albright. Albright arranges to cut to a meeting at the Malibu Pier, right? Uh this was an interesting scene again. So he goes to the Malibu Pier, which is kind of not a neighborhood where you see a lot of black people, let's just put it that way. <laughs> and he is immediately confronted by young white racist guys who, you know, tell him he's not in the right place. Uh at which point uh uh what's his name Dupre shows up uh and th- uh, or Dewitt sorry yep. Dewitt shows up and uh <laughs> threatens the racist guys in a very disturbing way like to to the point where like you're kind of like oh I'm glad he's defending him but at the same point I'm like whoa <laughs> dude <laughs> right yeah this yeah, is when you everything, <laughs> everything about that scene is magnificent from like yeah. from like he's like that Denzel is out there in the right. first place is this is the this is the scene I was thinking of it's just like the fact that he's there is just upsetting to people like right it's he's, just upsetting. all he's doing is just standing right. there on the pier people are trying minding to be his own business minding yeah. his own fucking business looking like, the other not, way like right. uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> and he's and everyone's way ahead right. that's the first and, time you think he's really small you look at him the way he's just like i know where this is going yeah he and, knows um, he knows the he whole knows. fucking thing like he can see it coming a mile away right and when like when the, you know, the woman walks up and starts talking to him the look on his face is fuck <laughs> like he's yep. just like i know what happens i know what i can i know exactly what happens out of this you know he's gonna be nice he's gonna be nice and like the implied backstory with her like like it's <laughs> like uh how, how can i say it like with her? With who? With Correct. with the with the girl with the, oh, with the oh, white wait, girl. Wait, oh, with uh, with uh, Daphne. With the, uh, no, not with Daphne. With the white girl at the pier, the one who the other oh, the right. boys are with, right? Right. Like she. Oh, that's right. He was talking to some white girl. He's talking to this white girl, and the right. thing is, like, he doesn't want to talk to her. She's like, I'm she going to talk to him, right. right? And like, you can see the look on his face. Like, this is just going to be trouble. Like, she may have the best of intentions or whatever it is, but like, I I'm just going to keep my distance and answer things vaguely and talk just talk until she goes away because i don't want to cause any problems or fight with her but i'm just gonna be here that's it and then she'll leave uh but then her boyfriend whatever show up but like the background that is implied with her isn't like she's some non-racist waif who's like she's a visionary progressive person who's gonna go talk to a black man like she knows what she's fucking doing yeah she's doing by doing she's trying to get her boyfriend angry she's trying to get her boyfriend angry like And she's thinking to herself, like, I see, I'm a progressive person. I talk to black men, right? right. And so I'm going to do that. And subconsciously, clearly, she's just like, and of course, my boyfriend's going to see that. And then we're going to have a fight about it. And he's going to be like, he's going to look like an asshole because this dude's going to beat him, beat him up. Like, that's what's mm. going on in her mind. And you can yeah. see it in her eyes the whole fucking time, right? She's waiting for the boyfriend and his, and his idiot friends to show up. They do. Denzel's like... Uh, here it is. Here's the thing that I knew was going to have happen. And the only thing he fucking did was stand at the pier. This yeah. is it. And everything is just such happening. Yeah. It's such fucking it's so stupid. Right. And then when uh, DeWitt shows up, because the, the these, you know, these dudes are going to beat the shit out of Washington, like DeWitt shows up and pulls a gun on these dudes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and doesn't just pull a gun to stop them from beating him up. He pulls a gun on them and makes one of them kneel and says, blow Denzel. Yep. <laughs> like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what is this yeah. guy about? Right. And, and Washington's like, 
stop this immediately. Like, I don't want any part of this. Stop, 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 stop. Right. And, uh, and DeWitt beats the kid anyway, and they go running. And he's like, yeah, well, before they call the cops, let's get out of here. And you're like, this dude is a bad bad man yeah. he's not saving denzel because he's like i'm gonna uh, like i'm gonna protect yep. him from these racists like he's a racist also and he thinks this is funny <laughs> it's just like i'm gonna be yeah. i'm just gonna manipulate the scene because it's hysterical to me fuck you yeah you know and and like i like i love sizemore anyway he shows up and does a good job as tom sizemore and whatever he is and heat whatever right but this thing he is this is a golden bad guy this is yeah he's a really good bad guy performances absolutely really good bad guy in this for sure all right, so Easy does end up telling him about Green, uh, and uh, and then uh, 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 DeWitt gives him another payment to continue his search. So now he's like, keeps him on the leash, right? Keep, right. Keeps him keeps him tied. So uh, so then, <laughs> like now as as we start going through this, I feel worse and worse for for Denzel. <laughs> oh, dude, it's just a fucking. Harsh. So he goes home, right, to his house, which is his haven, right. And he is arrested by the LAPD. <laughs> yeah, who were all immediately. thugs. Immediately, they're thugs. They arrest yeah, him without, without a warrant. You know, they don't they don't say anything. But they basically said that they find out that Coretta was murdered, right? Uh, and they and they instantly up. instantly suspect him, right? Because he's the black guy that was there, right? <laughs> like that's just it. Like, well, you're right. in the neighborhood, so it, we're yeah. just going to pin this on you. That's what's going to happen. Even though she's African American, they're going to just pin it on him. Yeah, it's right. just what's up. You're, I just the never, I never like figured out who. How did they pick his name out of the hat? Who said something? Like, I think that uh, I think that it's convenient. It's he's just the most convenient target. Here. I think they probably they probably figured out uh, that uh, they probably figured out that they left the place together. Right. Well, who saw them? Because the, he left because early, the three. Early. No, oh, no, yeah, no, no, but no, yeah, he left the bar. He left with, the, with, yeah, the, yeah. with them, right. and the, yeah. So that's like if they, they if they're gonna pick on anybody, they're gonna pick on like it's just like he's the, he's the convenient one. Let's hang it on him and then call it the right. There is basically there. Easy to do. Yeah. Um. So they uh, they beat him up while interrogating him, but they eventually release him because they don't have anything on him. Right. Um. Uh, as he's and he's just walking down the street. As he's walking down the street, this huge ass limo shows up. Right. Uh uh this huge ass limo shows up and the driver tells him, you know, get in. He's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, dude. Goes, okay, can, can we actually back up for one second? There's yeah. one thing I want to call it. During the investigation, no, the interrogation. G- interrogation. Right. The the cops are screaming on one's beating, like just beating on him. And, right. Uh, and Denzel snaps and instantly overtakes the dude and beats him. Like just right. like beats on him really fast. And then he really, you can see him go, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and that, and like, and like before even the gun is out, like the other cop is kind of gets his gun out. Like Denzel's like, I, I, I made a giant mistake. I'm back, backing out of this immediately. I just right. lost my shit. But it's just like, you can see the, the rage is so huge. Yeah. Uh, and he has to contain it all the time because you'll like, get killed because he'll get killed. Like, that's just what, what will happen. And they basically tell him that, like we solve this, by shooting you in the head and dumping you out back. Like, that's how this case gets solved, you know? And, uh, and like, and I'm not going to say the phrase, but Denzel has a great phrase for what this game is. And, uh, which is a variation on sort of cowboys and Indians. Uh, and that's how he feels about the whole situation. And it's, 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 it's so concisely horrific 
uh, that when he just gets back on the street, you can see it's just like, well, that's how that goes all the time. Right. And he just wraps it back up. That's just the way things are. That's the way it is. Forget yeah. about it. It's Forget Chinatown. It. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Basically, you just got to accept it. Right. Everything. And then the limo shows up. <laughs> and then the limo shows up. <laughs> As if his night's not bad enough. <laughs> I got to say thanks for BBB for joining us today. Uh, I know you got to go because it's probably late. But, yes. uh, but you, you. you can watch the rest of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming by. Out. But thanks Excellent. for stopping by for a little bit. Okay. Bye-bye. So the the next thing that happens, this limo shows up. The driver tries to tell him to get in. But the guy says, no, <laughs> as I would, right? And it's in this sleazy, it's in a tunnel sometime downtown L.A., right? No, it's the 7th Street Bridge. It's, seven, it's, it's, it's the 7th. I was right, like, I was on that bridge. Yes, the 7th Street, street, street Bridge. Yeah. Right? They're right. It's in the 7th Street Bridge. And then right. he so he gets in, and the, the the limo is like a driver, and then everything else has curtains around it, so you can't really yes. see it. Yeah. And then you get in. That's how I first met you, though, Chris. I know when it was I weird. Was working, you drove Were you that young as the kid in that scene? And That's I was weird. like, so "You're like, get in. I want to tell you about CG." I was like, "What? I don't know. I've heard bad things. <laughs> things. I, I no, no, no. You wanna, yes. you wanna, you know, you wanna start with UVing. You wanna teach a little yeah. about UV? Just, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need a job? Yeah. You want a roto? Yes. <laughs> <What? so. laughs> Nobody wants to roto, son. Don't say yes. Uh so anyway, so um he goes get he finally the guy convinced him to get in, says if I was gonna kill you, I would have killed you uh, earlier. Why don't you just get in to someone who wants to talk to you? Gets in there, he finds this guy named Terrell. Uh, who is in there. And Terrell has a young boy that's with him that he says is his, his adopted son. Uh, and then he says, why don't you go hang out with the, the, the driver in the front, right? So Terrell starts to talk about it. So now what we figured out is a couple things. Um, Daphne is involved with, there's two candidates for the uh, mayor, governor, what was it? Mayor. Mayor, right? Mayoral race and Terrell, and then what's the other guy's name? I'm trying to remember. Hayes. What's that? Hayes. I think Hayes? it's Hayes. Is yeah, it Hayes? There's two, two guys running for mayor. Two guys, one, right? One of, them, one of them is in the car. One of them is in the car. The other is, I think, called Hayes, right? Yeah. yeah something I think like so. I think so. We'll get Todd. It. Todd something. Todd something. Yes. Yeah, I believe it's Todd something. Todd, was it Todd McGee? No. 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 That's anyway, the other guy. We'll, the yeah. other guy. No. Sorry. And... Uh, and so he's basically saying that uh, that Daphne was involved with the other guy, and and find out that that's what was going on. Um, and then he's trying to basically find what was he trying to do? Terrell was trying to convince him about something. Oh, let me think. Hang on for a second. Let me. Uh... Terrell, which guy? Yeah. The guy, the, the the guy in the car with the with the kid. Oh, because right. he found out he was looking for Jennifer Beals. Right, right, right. Because right. he knows that she has the photos. Right. We don't know about the photos yet. Nobody knows, but I'm saying that's his motivation. Yeah. Is he, that wants, he had heard that he, he was wants to know where Jen- Jennifer Beals Beals is. is. Right. Who's 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 Daphne? Daphne. Right. So he's like, you're looking for somebody. I can make it worth your while well, to help me type yeah. of thing. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. That's right. So basically everyone's Which looking for Daphne. Which confuses Denzel even more. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, looking no, for her. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So then he eventually, she, he, he meets, he finds her, 
where does he find her? Uh, oh, that's right. She calls after, him. That's right. She calls him. She calls him. Yes. That's right. So after the number career, he receives a call from Daphne, right? Uh, uh, and meets with her at, at a hotel. Um, she, uh, asks, uh, she, she asks him to drive to see, meet someone named Richard McGee. Uh, the, and it turns out it's the guy from the club that was in the, on the, that was kicked out of the club the, when we were first started there. Right. So they go to go see, to go see him, uh, at a house, I guess it's supposed to be on Laurel Canyon somewhere. Right. Right. Uh, which is the Hollywood Hills for those of you who, who, uh, uh, are not familiar. Um, and, uh, and then when they get there, uh, they find McKee. The, they find the guy dead, right? And not only that, but they find the Mexican cigarette pack on the ground, right? right. There you go. So that's very interesting. So then uh, Daphne freaks out and flees the house and drives off with the car, leaving Easy stranded in a very white neighborhood. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> with a murder scene again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Laurel, Laurel Canyon. Yeah, that's a that's a very different part of town from where where easy lives. Where he is. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then finally. So yeah, and also the guy who yes. Yeah, so the I don't know if you, if you said the the guy who is dead. You see a little ghost of an image, uh, of who he is, and he's a guy that was pestering, uh, the bar yeah, owner. Right at the beginning, saying at he wanted to go upstairs. Right. Yeah, yeah. So just make I, I, if you said it, I missed it, but yes, yeah, yeah. that's the important part. Uh, anyway, so Easy makes it home eventually, uh, but when he gets home, Albright is there with his partners, uh, and the man that he tracked down Daphne a second time were faced to murder charges. Basically, saying you either find Daphne. <laughs> Or I'm going to pin you for two murders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I love how fucking lazy everybody is. Like all the cops are. I'm just like, like I don't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> the way they drive by with those yeah. menacing looks. Yeah, but it was weird it about it. It's like it's like okay, you. Had, it's like well, this guy was just a guy looking for work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Like he like this is the ultimate like, like he was just he wasn't doing anything even remotely involved with no, anything. Right. <laughs> Like yeah. he's just literally like, I need to pay my mortgage. I'm not a private investigator. I'm not getting mixed up in anything. Right. I just need to pay my mortgage. I'll do this one, whatever this guy needs. I'll do this one thing, even though I can tell it's a little bit sketchy. Maybe I can get out. No, I can't get out of it. Now I'm fucked. And before you know it, he's like being picked up by some weirdo in a fucking limousine. Like that's when, that's when you know he's, that's when he knows he's like, there's no way that I'm going to live. <laughs> like I don't, I don't live out of this. That's uh, what happens. Right. Right. So finally, uh, this is when we uh, easy starts gets his friend Mouse Mouse Alexander, who's played by uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, the greatest part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. God bless. I you, wish Denzel. there was more. Oh them. my God! You know? like this movie is good, and then Don Cheadle shows yeah, up. Yeah, I wish there was more. They're, them together was cool. They are the, the best. I think that that's ever. what they were going to plan to do when they make the TV yes. series. Yes. Yeah. Oh my because god! He was the best. Oh, he, was, he brought such life to the. Because there's there, there's a little. He's bit a of, little wild. He's oh, he's he, a wild card. He's, he's a, wild a wild card. That's the because whole point. like he's like he is. You get a little bit of their backstory because you know that Easy was involved in some murder years ago, right? Like some right. like he helped he. He didn't mean to, but he assisted somebody in something and someone ended up getting killed and then somebody else got killed. 
the dude who was doing the killing was Don Cheadle. Right. And so halfway through the film, like he's the he, Joe Pesci kind of character. He's the Joe he's Pesci totally. character. He's got that Pesci vibe. And, and he's so fucking what, funny. Yeah, he's so, like he's so funny and he's so dangerous. Yeah, that, like that Denzel like unpredictable, a, particularly when he was drunk. Unpredictable. You drunk, oh, you well, realize... the, the great, great scene with him when he's when he's hammered. But it's just yeah. like when he shows up, like well, before he shows up, Denzel's like you know, like it, it's come to the point where he has to call in a favor from Don Cheadle. Like you can tell, like nobody wants to go this far, but I now have to go. This I have far. no choice. I, I have no call, choice. I have to call the mouse. <laughs> I have to call the mouse. And you don't even know what this is yet. But when he shows up, he shows up in the nick of time to save Denzel from being killed. Right. And he does it in the most comedic possible way. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievably funny. So then they get, they get, uh, so, so him and mouse go to see Joppy, who was the bartender, right. From the thing. Uh, uh, and, uh, and confronts him, uh, for leading Daphne to him. Like what, you know, what's yeah. going on here. Um, and then they end up meeting, they, then they end up meeting with the other guy, Todd Carter, who yes. was the other mayoral candidate, other mayoral candidate right? right. Uh, and realizing that Albright, uh, actually, uh, Albright actually doesn't work for Carter. Cause I thought it was Carter. He actually worked for Terrell. Yes, exactly. Right. Terrell corporation. The Terrell corporation. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, Do you so think the... he put that in there because Fancher wrote this. Did F Fancher, Hampton Fancher wrote the screenplay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. No. That's fantastic. Hampton Fancher wrote this screenplay. That's why really the Terrell uh, part. I was Terrell like, there's part. gotta that's, be. Look at it. Look it up. Funny. That's I, funny. I'm almost positive he wrote this. I was that's like, wait a minute. What right. is this crap? That's terrific. So the Correct. Terrell Corporation. There you go. Yeah, like so, he's like the the like. There's there's you know the other mayoral candidate who also wants to uh, pay easy to find her. Now. Right. So right. everyone wants to find Daphne. Yes. Right. He won't say why, but he's just like, I'll give you. X many thousands. I'll give you two thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. Doesn't matter. Just I'll pay it. Just find her. He I mean, said, he, you know, he said he'll give you. He said, find the girl. A thousand dollars. He says, yeah. he's, I'll, I'll give you a thousand dollars, or, or how right, much to find? The, how much to find the girl? And and he goes, a thousand dollars. He goes, I think you're taking advantage of me. Fine. Here's two hundred dollars in advance. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. He's gonna and pay. So, it. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And so so he's like, all right. So he he so he's now sort of. Going to... being thrown at him so right. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, so he so so he, he, he uh, secures another payment. Okay, then he uh, he goes back home, uh, and he's ambushed by uh, uh, by thugs. Frank Green, the, the thugs, right? By Frank Green, right. who is the girl that we know. We know that that Daphne's involved with him as well. Right. Mouse <laughs> Mouse rescues him <laughs> again. And the thing is, like, Mouse is so super charming yes. when he's not really violent. <laughs> he, he, he is. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's easier than easy is. Like, he's just rolling in saying, oh, this pigtail's taking the mail. He's like, and everyone's like, everyone loves to see Mouse. But then once the guns come out, Mouse is like, I don't know, just kill him. <laughs> just, I'm just going to kill that dude. Who cares? Was it then? Is, is that, is that the, the point where they end up getting drunk or start drinking? They, that's yes, and yeah, then he pulls it. the gun on him. Yeah, yeah, which is a spectacular scene. Yeah, well, like, go ahead and describe that scene. Because, this, because the dude is like, you know, like it's a beautiful bit where Denzel, like they go into his house and Denzel stops and says like, listen, I'm really sorry that this happened. And the guy's like, thank you. And they all sort of sit down and have a drink and the guy starts crying. Like, 
Like it's really, it's a really sort of like sad scene, you know, mm-hmm. just like a lot, you know, like lost the love of my life, and here this is terrible and it's very very sad. And and uh, Mouse is like, it's all right, it's all right, don't worry about it. He pours him this gigantic, mm-hmm. like a, literally, it's an entire highball glass full of whiskey, mm-hmm. and like, and they start drinking. And uh, Denzel uses this moment to go and uh, look through the look house, for the Bible, look through, look for the Bible. Right. right. This was in Daphne's house, right? This, yeah. yeah. And so, like, and then he he does find the Bible. There's something about the Bible. The, the, what was the clue that led him to say, look for the Bible? Because he said, she gave it to me before she left, the Bible. And, you know, she's a religious girl. Right. And he's like, yeah, she's religious. She slept with me. Right. was the way he was thinking. So the way he said it implied, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Right. There's something oh, going on with this Bible. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was yes. the clue. That was like she's religious. It's like really, like Man, religious, about that. having sex with me late at night. Okay, right. right. So exactly. then he, he investigated it. Right. Goes so and they, finds the Bible. Bible. Finds in, in the Bible the photographs. The photographs are photographs of Terrell with children. Children. <laughs> he is a pedophile, and this is the leverage that uh, that she has against him for something. Right. right. So this is this is the thing that's sort of like that's trying to do it. So basically, that's what we. Put, comes it all together is that basically he, the guy works for Terrell. Albright works for Terrell. Daphne has pictures with him with children, <laughs> right? The very typical thing. And then basically now that's why everyone's trying to find her because they're, 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 this is going to influence the election, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the situation. Anyway, so after the, the big drink, what happens after that? So uh, he finds this and then he comes back out. And he's like trying to wake up Mouse, who's you know they he's falling asleep against the wall. The other guy's falling asleep, and he gently tries to wake him up. And Mouse immediately comes to life, stands up, and stuffs a gun right in his face. In Easy's face, and he's obviously he's still drunk, and he's really confused. And he's like he's probably a third person. Like yeah, just, exactly. And yeah, it's like hey, he is like in a whole alone. other world. Leave that guy alone. What are you doing? And like he starts. Talk, you know, like he doesn't recognize Easy, he doesn't know what's going on, right. and like Easy is trying to get the gun away from his chest because you know how like Mouse will just kill someone without even thinking about it, <laughs> you know, and he's trying to get the gun off of them and away, and then he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. and then he brings the gun down and goes just like this, and like puts he the gun pulls another gun out, <laughs> pulls another gun out, <laughs> and, like, and then he's putting, putting the gun at the, at the sli- other sleeping dude, and just like. Yeah, like trying to calm him down uh, while he's super hammered is both hysterically funny and terrifying like, and terrifying and gives you deep character backstory and also has this weird sadness about mouse. Like he's obviously way more traumatized than he lets on. Like his well, whole yeah. unconscious life is just like, he's very nearly crazy. Like his surface is just like totally easy going. And that's charming. why I think Don Cheadle is such a good choice. Cause he can really pull it off. Like really. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah. I think that this uh, this might have been the first time I saw a Cheadle, yeah. And uh, it, he just blew me away. I was just like, yeah. "This guy is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal." And th- and that scene just hammered hammered at home. He used to he used to have uh, lunch at the a place near DD, uh, like the Brick House. Remember that that place? Oh yeah, I remember the Brick House. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cheadle went there. He used to, oh, he used to see the him there all the time. That's great. Yeah, he is he is such an incredible actor. One of the great actors. Yeah. Yeah, great character. Yeah. And in fact, like this, just as the, a slight tangent, the movie that I kept on thinking of, that if people have not seen it, uh, it's on HBO. Steven Soderbergh's movie with Cheadle called No Sudden Move. 
yeah. is, is and no the way same. Out is good too. Yeah, like if you want to see a sort of a companion piece to this movie, watch that one. Terrific. Or you really can terrific. also do Mighty Quinn, which we'll talk about. And we'll see Mighty Quinn. But yeah, it's 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 so it's so wild, dude. It's such such a wild scene. It's great. Right. Okay, so Easy finds his way. Daf- Easy, sorry. Uh, at home, Easy finds Daphne waiting for him, and she ends up revealing that Frank, who we thought she was involved with, is actually her half brother. Yeah. Right, and that sh- her mother is Creole, and that Daphne's father was white, and Frank's was black because Frank is a black guy clearly, and she's white. Right. Right. But technically, she's not. She's right. half black because, right? but because she is half black, that is what causes the the trouble for her, right? Because right. that is, she was involved with Todd, whatever his name is, the right? other mayoral candidate, the other candidate, and then he cannot be involved with someone who is not that, white. Exactly, he can't, even though his, she looks white. <laughs> right, exactly, and 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 even though like she loves him and he loves her uh, ostensibly, right, like. Uh, it would completely destroy his life and career and his and his family standing if uh, if you were if if you were to be involved with uh, a, right uh, someone who is black. So Terrell was actually using this, finds out about Daphne's heritage, and was using that to blackmail Carter, which is why he dropped out as the mayor candidate. Right, exactly. right. But then Daphne has pictures on uh, pictures on. Uh, on on uh, Terrell, <laughs> Terrell. Right. So they're all blackmailing each other. They're blackmailing for... each other. Exactly. Yeah, it's, right. it's horrible too. Yeah. And and so like I mean, like she's like you know like I if I get the photos, then uh, the love of my life can you know run for mayor again, right? Right. Uh, and uh, and that's that's her whole angle. And of course, this is not how that plays out. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> she's incorrect in this assumption. <laughs> like there's no like. There's no way that because uh, as it as it gets revealed, like he's like, I love you, but I can't be seen with you. Right. So all the work that you went through to try to, you know, get this other guy kicked out and get me back in doesn't make any difference at all. And like like all great classic noirs, it all it all comes down to, well, that was useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that was fucking useless. Look at that. Everything's still corrupt, and nobody got anything out of it. Right. But then Daphne found out that she got the pictures from McGee, who was the guy who was murdered in Lowell Canyon. Right. And that uh, uh, Albright was the guy who, obviously, we knew. We've yes. tried to figure out Albright murdered McGee, trying to get the pictures, right? Right. Or figure out more information about it. Right. Um, and then when Coretta threatened to sell the pictures to Terrell, <laughs> uh, Daphne sent, uh, uh, sent Joppy to intimidate her, right? Right. And so Joppy was involved in that. Uh, but did not expect him to kill Coretta. So Joppy killed Coretta. Yes. So, so the, the bartender from the beginning was, was the one trying who... to be like, oh, no, no, I'm not involved at all. Like, yeah, well, he was the one, the one who fucking beat her head yeah. in. Didn't mean yeah. to, but there it is. That's what happened. All right. So this is, it gets all very, very complicated. Anyway. Um, so at this point, uh, Albright has been arrived. Uh, they, they're trying to, they subdue Easy and they take Daphne, right? Uh, then the, so, so they're gone. And then the, uh, Mouse comes in, uh, and then they end up taking Joppy at gunpoint to figure out where the hell Daphne is, right? Yeah. So they, 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 they force uh, Joppy to be in the car. 
uh, forcing him to tell uh, take Albright to tell him where he is, and it turns out it's in some cabin in the Hollywood Hills. And uh, I just want to say that just the journey in the car with Mouse is hilarious. Yes, because Mouse is like, "What did what did he do? What do you, what's going on?" And he's just like, "He's the one who beat who killed Coretta." And Mouse just while he's driving turns around and fires his gun multiple times at job at Joppy. <laughs> not killing him not killing him missing him Joppy's like <laughs> trying to go over the side and, that's, and like and there's and, and, oh, and, like no 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 stop 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 so we have to hold on do not do not kill him do not is it don't do not, shoot him do not no, because... no it specifically says don't shoot him just don't shoot him. it's like i'll do whatever you say i'll do whatever you say yeah, don't, like, shoot don't shoot him don't shoot him because because he's gonna like like if we can if we can get this done he's got seven thousand dollars right we'll get seven thousand dollars out of this mm -hmm. and when mouse hears that he goes what and you see it's, it's like stunned and he stops the car and he goes what we'll get seven thousand dollars out of it and mouse just goes oh my lord oh my god yes 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 he's yes, like I completely focused he's just like fuck seven thousand dollars absolutely <laughs> so funny it's just it's unbelievably funny and then he just they haul out to go to the cabin <laughs> yeah it's oh really god, funny dying <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just like no 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 you kill him like, boom, 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 boom. Shit, seven thousand dollars are you kidding me <laughs> so it's like, yeah it's just it is funny because it's like it's basically easy to he's just like a loose cannon the whole time yeah right? it's just insane because i mean like like Cheadle is only expressing what everyone else is because everyone's trying to get any money they can at all right, right. and seven thousand dollars is like three million dollars like it's just right. an, it's just insane and to see and like and it's just with uh mouse like he's just closer to the surface of acting on anything and so the moment he hears that he's like holy shit what seven thousand dollars we can get seven thousand dollars immediately puts the gun away and just like don't worry i won't shoot him drives right. on i won't shoot him <laughs> yeah but then they end up getting to the cabin they find they find albright and his and his men uh -huh. and they they dismissed them pretty quickly <laughs> they oh it's them. great yeah yeah sure. yeah it's just like it like it just happens everything just happens instantly yeah you know and so big, then the big they, beautiful gunfight and big, uh yeah and fucking uh and and so like and and denzel takes care of like a large part of the gunfight and right. then mouse gets involved no, well, no, he, no. <laughs> mouse, mouse gets involved to he, help he, him at the very end at the very said, end at the very and, end he was about to get shot and then mouse kills the other guy right and and, he, and like and he just comes in and just shoots the last few guys including um uh dewitt Right, do it right, and do yeah, it. And a huge thing. gun just comes out. Sorry, I had my mute on because my dog was barking. Yeah. Yeah. A huge gun comes out and just blows right through him. It was the yeah. best shot. It's awesome. Yeah, it's and really and Dewitt's death is great. I yes. love Dewitt's death. You know, Absolutely, like just yes. stumbles on It was his a face. really great. And he grabs the car fender. I was oh. noticing that. I was like, wow, that's a. And they waited. They waited out in a big wide spawn. shot. Yeah, it's yeah. so yeah, it's so good. And like they waited out in a wide shot, and Cheadle and, the, and Washington just standing there watching the guy die on his face. Wait, and it takes a he's long like, time. He's done. And, and he's done. <laughs> yeah. That's it, right? But then they yeah. go back to the car. Oh, but, 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 he said, but he said, he says, where's, where's Joppy? And he goes, I killed him. He's like, I, I told you. I told you. I like, no, no. He said, you said, don't shoot him. So I strangled him instead. I strangled him instead. I strangled him instead. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't that's, leave him here alone. That's like passion. Like, wait a minute. Sorry, I got your floors all bloody. <laughs> my, my, exactly. And it's like my favorite line is this. If you didn't want me to kill him, you shouldn't have left him with me. <laughs> 
it's just amazing just amazing and like and so, and, the, and the movie gets to have it both ways because like like uh denzel is honestly sad that choppy is dead even though choppy killed coretta you know, right. he's just like, I can't believe all this fucking bullshit happened. And so he can't yeah, be mad at Mouse. but he also left the bar. Yeah. With yeah. a gun to his head. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, so he's, like, he's the he's, last person to really see him. Yeah, like, he's he's just in, incredibly confused and sad. And he's just right. sitting there like, I can't be mad at Mouse. He's basically doing what, he saved my ass twice. You know, like, he's just doing what Mouse does, and I involved him, so that's how it is. But everything right. has just gone so south. It's ridiculous. Like, right. everything has gone terrible. You know, the only thing that's good is he wasn't, is that he wasn't killed. That's it. Right. Right. Uh, but they did end up rescuing Daphne. Yes. From this situation. Uh, and uh, so... And then they get the seven thousand yeah. uh, dollars for the pictures. And, and, and uh, Mouse goes back to Houston. Now... She tries to get back with Pod, but he rejects her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because... He's just like, listen, I can't. You're black. And yeah. he's like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, literally, this woman is like, her life was threatened. The entire movie is about trying to fucking rescue your relationship with her. And then, right. Like, well, now that, now that I can be mayor, I can't be with you. And then, and then he ends up giving. That's crazy. Uh, the, uh, uh, easy, the, the $800 he still holds. He still owns. I mean, so like, then, he, easy cleans up in this movie. Yeah, yeah he makes Actually, a lot of money. He makes a lot of money. Yeah, and he splits the month, the 7000 with 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 Mouse. With Mouse. Right. And, and, and then Mouse is like, hey, man, call me anytime because you make a man a lot of money. <laughs> you get anytime you want. You just call me. I'll come on back. And yep. you can tell, like, they're clearly setting up, like, this is exactly who you want. You just want to see the adventures of Easy and Mouse for the rest of your life after this movie. Yeah, it's exactly. so good. That's really what you want to do. Oh, yeah, which exactly. is what they set this up for. Yeah, it's they so set it up funny. For it. It's so beautiful. You're so Daphne, Daphne and Daphne and uh, her brother uh, end up uh, going back, going back to the town. Uh, and then, obviously, Carter's election is assured because... Uh, or Todd Carter. Through a newspaper headline. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, uh, and um, and also, Easy is no longer in trouble with the police because of Carter's now the new mayor, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but they do do a drive-by his house where they give him a slide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is... Ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's so slow. I mean, like, this is the beauty of it. It's just like, be, basically, Easy comes in and saves the mayor's bacon, right? 100%. Right. You know, gets the mayor back his girlfriend, and he blows her off, you know, throws Easy some money. Yeah, and, it's, what's so ridiculous is, like, like, the other guy, obviously, clearly a pedophile. Yes, we should yes. not have pedophiles and mayors. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. Right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for the. <laughs> but, 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 but the, the other guy, like, the only thing he's done wrong is he, quote unquote, done wrong is that he was dating a person who he That's didn't it. realize is black. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, so it's, insane. It's so it's just, it's just insanity. It's just insane. And this movie, like, is so great at wrapping up all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like, and still making it like, I think this is the beauty of the movie. And I think that like, uh, uh, like so many other movies try to, uh, talk about this stuff, but because they have, um, they, they, they make, uh, like they're so, uh, intent on making a, a statement about it that that actually limits your audience quite a bit. Whereas like a movie like this speaks to every, like everybody who watches this is going to have a great, great time, but man, are they going to have some feelings about it when it's done like you get exposed to this incredibly richly drawn sad real problem that we are still dealing with 
And at no point were you ever preached to about it at all. Like you just mm-hmm. experienced it and you experienced how bad it was uh, and how much it influenced just the story of these people, the fictional people in the, in the movie. And it's uh, and it's overwhelming. And I think that that's like, this is what I really value when movies do this. And like, they're able to come like to bring in stuff. That's very, very important to say and get out there. And they put it in so successfully that you barely even notice until afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and although I would say it is like that. <laughs> this is a, Daphne is always wearing a blue dress. Always, yes, she is always wearing a blue dress. So always, always. True. yes. Which is got to wait for her to do like a flash dance move. Yeah, what okay. a feeling. Yeah, get yeah. the bucket. Yeah, all the whole thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I say, she's wonderful in this. This is the best thing she ever did. This I is think easily, so. easily the yeah. best thing she ever did. I think she's very yeah. good in this. I think she's actually pretty good in flash dance. Flash dance is a pretty entertaining movie, but like. Like, I think that uh, her career never really took off after this point. She had, like, one or two other good roles, but never really went crazy. Uh, this is the thing I'd recommend if you want to see who Jennifer Beals is. This is the movie that she really nails. I'm really I fantastic. think she was in something else uh, that I... Uh, she's in a movie... Um, she's in a great movie. Oh, what's it called? Uh, with... Oh, God damn it. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, hang on. I'll look it up. Yeah, because I I remember seeing her something else. I was like, oh wow, she's she's great. She's in that terrible Frankenstein movie with Sting. Uh, oh really? Yeah, it's really bad. Really, really bad. How was Sting? Sting is Sting is always good to me. Like I always think he's very entertaining. But that movie is so wretched. It's not even worth talking about. Um, he is worse than like it's a worse movie. Like I I like Sting in Dune. I think Sting I think he's hilarious. He's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and actually, the very best Sting performance that you can possibly get is the one, uh, what's called Brimstone and Treacle. Yeah. If, if you want an upsetting and hysterical movie, Brimstone and Treacle. That is a very very good one. But Jennifer Beals, let me just quickly check here. She was in filmography. Where is it? Um. Oh, Roger Dodger. I really I've seen that. that. That's a really good movie. That's yeah. Really good movie. That's the one with um. Uh, Campbell Scott, written and directed by Campbell Scott, I think, and it's about like this kind of s- scummy Lothario character who is trying to connect with his uh, his nephew, uh, and it's it's really charming and very funny. And Beals takes the movie home. She walks away with the movie. She's so good. Roger Dodger. I don't think too many people saw it, but it's a very very good. Wait a minute. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. That? Yeah, it's Campbell Scott. And he also directed, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Dylan Kidd. Uh, Campbell Scott, writ, uh, uh, no, he didn't even write. That's funny. I thought Campbell Scott did both. Dylan Kidd uh, directed, the writer-director. He um, directed a lot of children's hospital comedy show that was on. But that's about it. Roger Dodger. Get a job, party boat, peep show, PS. That's it. Roger Dodger. Anyway, Roger Dodger is really good, and Jennifer Beals is really good at it. So worthwhile. Uh, budget on this film was twenty-seven million. This is in nineteen ninety-five, and box office was twenty-two million. That's why you don't get a second. That's too bad. That yeah. is that's really too bad. What a what an incredible. That's this is one of my favorite Washington movies. I thought it was a great movie. So yeah. I think and and, and by, by the way, Mighty Quinn made four point seven million total 
uh, the box yeah. office, right? Which is a, I think, is a really good film. <laughs> these are these are both really good movies. I yeah. like I, I I like I would say like Mighty Quinn is fun. Like if you got nothing to do and it's on, I, I watched it on whatever, not Pluto, but uh, Tubi. 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 Watched it on Tubi. It's a perfect Tubi movie. It is right? a perfect Tubi film, and it's not available anywhere else. But it's, not available it. it's just like it's not it's not so. It's good not even that, for rent. You can't even yeah, rent it. I couldn't. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't get it on Amazon. It's a perfect Tubi movie where you watch it and you're just like, oh, that was really good. It's like, it's like, um, gosh, I can't even think of another Saturday movie. matinee film. It's a, it's a, it's a Saturday matinee movie in the best possible sense. Right. It's not like a big, deep movie, but it's a very fun, sweet, uh, good action movie. It's like, let's fucking, it's, uh, it's a guy hangs off of a helicopter kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of movie it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, but it's but it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, but I really would say that uh, I hadn't seen Devil in a Blue Dress in a while, and I would put that up in there in my probably my top ten or twelve favorite uh, modern noirs, neo noirs. Like, right. I think like that's I. It's it's, good. it's not as good as Ellie Confidential, but it lives in the same world and has I think a deeper thing to say than Ellie Confidential does. Right. Well, it doesn't have a, a <laughs> perspective of what it must be like to be a black person in 1948, but also yeah, the like, fact that that hasn't changed to this day. It hasn't day. changed at all. Exactly. And like, this is the thing. I mean, like, I'm like, we're very aware of the nonsense of three white dudes discussing this, but the fact is, this is the kind of movie that successfully talks it, about this stuff and people I should think see. it's great that three white dudes are talking about this right. because three white dudes are talking to an audience that is not that audience. So yeah. we're exposing that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> At least six or seven. But what I'm yeah. saying is like, See we need movie. to continue. It's we great. need to, yeah, we need to, we need to all be exposed to that. Yeah. And so what we're doing is like, we're talking about things that we are being exposed to that is not part of our world like, and doing it. And I think that's the exact thing. That, right. I don't know. That's the way I, I, I like, cause I, I, I believe that my, my, like a movie like this is so uh, like, it really uh, lays out these issues extremely well and dramatically uh, and in a way that is unlike the way we talk about politics today, which is useless. Like oh, I don't, we we forgot the art of conversation. Yeah, like this is this is a, <laughs> this is a real this is a real actual thoughtful examination of a massive and horrible problem. Um, and it doesn't like it's not out there to try to, you know, um, be uh, uh, what can I say? Like arch about it too make you mad it's just it, like it really it's just like let's just look at this and see see what this is and we'll also have a good movie that you're really gonna love and i think that that's a way more useful thing to do than screaming at people on twitter right because like, are think you on lot, twitter a lot more i have to be because of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i i would probably not use twitter if i if i weren't on martina giant i do not i do not really use well, we don't have to be here. I mean, it's not yeah. like we have a huge following on Twitter. There's, well, there's a, like, there's, it's a good way to connect with it is film nerd stuff. So it's, it's, there, there, I mean, there are film nerds on, and yeah, yeah. there is, it's true. But okay. it's, a, it's more and more toxic every day, and it's a real, it's a real shame. Yeah, it is a shame. No. Okay. So we, we talked a little bit about Mighty Quinn, uh, before, but, uh, we can, we can get into it. Um, uh, and it's based on a Bob Dylan song. That's the name. <laughs> right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's the uh, 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 and they sing it twice in the movie. As a matter of fact, there's right. a variant on it. But uh, it is it is a character. Uh, it is a character uh, played by Denzel Washington. Came Xavier Quinn, who is the Jamaican chief of police. 
right 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 yeah uh, and, and an awesome character as you said you said, yeah. it, said it very well he is just plain cool <laughs> like the opening the coolest, shot you're just like you look like well, a badass this is amazing <laughs> well he's in a very formal attire because he's at yeah. a wedding right and it opened the opening shot. I love the opening shot. It's just a woman screaming, like with a close up of her mouth, just as she Rita goes, Marley. That? that was Rita Marley. Oh, oh was it? His wife. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just screaming, and she had been, and then it's realized that it's part of a song. And so she's singing her reggae, right? Um, and it's just great. It's just an awesome opening. It's just, you're just in reggae, you're in Jamaica, you're watching this going on. It's great. So and it's fun. really cool, really great opening. Yep. And he is wearing his formal policeman white uniform because he's at a wedding. And he right. just looks, you know, like uh what's what's the what Richard Gere gentleman officer, officer and gentleman. And gentleman. gentleman. He's, yeah, yeah it's like the Denzel Washington version of Officer Officer and Gentleman. It looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh he's totally in control of the scene. You know, he's just like he just like it's this movie is largely about Showing how handsome and amazing Denzel Washington is. That's the main part of the plot. It's the big vehicle. That's the that's yeah, the big that's, draw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Secondarily, it's that this setting is beautiful and amazing, and anyone would want to be here. I like the I'd like I like the way that they use music in this a lot. Yes, there's a yeah. lot of great. It almost borders on a musical too. Yeah, it's true. It does. It yeah. does. It's true. It's it true. does, especially the fun. piano scene and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, which was which was awesome. But he's um, so while he's enjoying the wedding, he's uh, there's a woman who's hitting on him. She's <laughs> very attractive, uh, and he's sort of flirting back with him. And kind of you kind of figure out that he's married. This woman is not his wife, but right. she, he's she's, holding he's holding back. He's like I can't, like, I can't. I can't. It's like it. well, how long does the offer stand for? It's like until midnight tonight or right. something like that, right? right? And so it's like okay. Then you get into him realizing he's. They do a they do a nice little setup to make it seem like he's not just a cop. He also knows everyone and he's yes. involved in everyone's lives, right? right. Every level of society. Every level of society, they all know each with. other. It's like a small town situation, right? Right. Small and island. Small island situation. And so the situation is specifically that the woman is getting married, but she's pregnant with someone else's uh baby, right? The guy who who had sex with her or the guy who's a father tries to attack the groom <laughs> yes because he says that's my belly that's my baby in her belly right and at which point uh denzel washington intervenes uh, uh, captures the guy the guy gets as good back to your wedding and goes is that my baby in her belly and goes it doesn't matter if it's your baby it's her wedding it's, her it's wedding. not your choice <laughs> exactly <laughs> right and sort of does that and, and then instead of arresting the guy for threatening to kill him he just says just go home <laughs> oh sorry hampton fincher wrote quinn oh he wrote muddy quinn Oh, oh my guys. god! I'm that's so sorry. Screenplay, that's Hampton Fancher. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's hysterical. That's what else sorry. did he write? What else did he write? Blade Runner. Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Unforgiven. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. Pretty, no. No. Only Blade Runner. I'm sorry. Did he, he didn't write Unforgiven. That's uh, David Peoples. But Blade Runner. He wrote Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Well, yeah. It's, so, he's, so it's good. Sorry, I said the other movie earlier. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, what? Yes. Yes. That's terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what a fun ass movie. That's so funny for him to write this. Yes. Like, like Blade yeah. Runner, Blade Runner twenty four. Well, it's a short it's story, though, they, right? It's a yeah, it's a book. I think. I think both of these are based on actual books. books. Yeah, based right. on uh, a book called Founding, Finding Mauby. Yeah, 
by A H Z Carr. Um, okay. It was a series. Yeah, it's probably I, a series. I bet that's probably true. I know that the I'm going to look up uh, for folks. Easy Rollins Rollins books. Uh, yeah, there is uh, hang on. books. Yeah, so there are yeah all the oh yes okay so a friend of mine is a giant fan of this author I didn't realize that this was this was Walter Mosley is the author and there's a ton of Easy Rollins books so like if you like this movie uh, I my friend who loves these books has excellent taste in books so I can tell you these books are excellent even though I have not read them so there you go Easy Rollins books there's a whole ton of them yeah read away read away interesting he didn't he did this right after he did mighty quinn sorry sorry sorry. blade runner and then mighty quinn that's great man that's what it like talk about like he's just taking a break sorry i got the wrong movie but you no i know but then he did the minus man oh that's a good that's that's a good script then he did then he did uh men's uh man's league didn't see Uh, that one uh that's a short film uh and then he did uh, minus man's with owen wilson that's actually a very good movie and then he wrote uh, he wrote 2036 Nexus Dawn, 2048 uh, Nowhere to Run, and then he did Blade Runner 2049. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, 2049 is a terrific script. That's a great script. So he didn't really do that many movies. Uh, he's done no. a bunch of TV. Yeah. He wrote a lot of TV. Did he write a lot of mystery oh, uh, No, up until 1979. So early in his career was a lot of TV. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So like he basically makes he makes his money being a TV writer up until Blade Runner, and then he writes for one or two scripts, and then he does Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look at that. Weird. Weird. Maybe no, no, no. He he was an actor in TV. He's fuck? an actor. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know anything about Hampton Fancher. I just thought he had a cool name. Yeah. Uh, he's an interesting character. We should look him up more. Yeah, well, I was doing. looking him up when we yeah. saw this because I was like, "How do I know that?" Well, name? it's interesting because, like, uh, Fancher wrote Blade Runner with um, David Peoples. David Peoples did the rewrite on that, I think, and um, and then uh, John Spates, I think, did the rewrite on Twenty Forty Nine. So it's interesting that, like, if this is just the straight from the from the uh, Fawcett Hampton Fancher screenplay, is Muddy Quinn? That's sort of amazing to me. <laughs> From the faucet. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, he's, he was an actor. That's great. Okay. And he's done a bunch of TV like in the seventies. Like he did uh yeah. And then he was a writer. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, yeah. His first screenplay was Blade Runner. What the hell? Dude, that's like, insane. Crazy. How do you even do that? I know. I, yeah. I have written a good number of scripts. I promise you, none of them are as good as Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, I, I you can just go on an assumption that I've never written anything that good in my life. That yeah, he did Blade Runner, and then he did the Mighty Quinn after that. The hell? I may, I may have written a script better than Mighty Quinn. I'll go that far, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Mighty. It's, Quinn. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that like it's more in the realm of human ability than than Blade Runner is. Blade Runner is. We all uh, <laughs> It's arguable that uh, that me or someone we know has written a screenplay as good as Mighty Quinn. It's right. unlikely that I will ever write a screenplay as good as Blade Runner. Right. 
So the first thing Chris is like, yeah, we know, we know, <laughs> we know you're been, 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 we're, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, well, you know, we're, we're there to encourage you. We're there, you know, don't, 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 don't want to you know disillusion him in some ways. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You gotta keep, you gotta keep the, the, the screws tightened on this one. Otherwise what we're going to end up with. <laughs> so at which point you get to call on the radio. Uh, they have, they're all driving these open Jeeps, which is great, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing. Which reminds me also of Domino Principle. Yes. I thought, like, oh, and I was literally like, I got to bring it up, and then I forgot. But, yes, there was so much DP in that. I was like, wait a minute. This is the – I love that, like, unlike any other film, you think that, like, I'm sure every other podcast has, like, the movie that they associate with the podcast the most, and it's always going to be, like – Alien, or you know, uh, you some know, big movie, some what, Apocalypse Now. We're talking uh, about the mighty Quinn that made four million dollars, <laughs> and referring to the Domino, the Domino Principle, <laughs> which is basically our mascot, yeah. <laughs> our mascot picture, right there. It did Gene Hackman and Candy Bergen. <laughs> Candy Bergen, man. Oh man, <laughs> driving around the corner, the Domino Principle, over and over again. Yes, the greatest. Um. Okay, so he gets a call uh, that there on the radio that there's been a murder at the hotel or a homicide, and he's got to go inv investigate. So he's like, "Oh shit!" So he's <laughs> I was <laughs> so so he goes, he races down the hill, and then you see a shot in the opposite direction: some guy on a motorcycle with a sidecar flying up in the opposite direction, <laughs> right? And they're like coming together, and they get this. They almost crash each other around this blind turn, and they go like, and they're like, they're like almost, you know, they almost go off the cliff. And in that process, coming out, the uh, the guy has a girl in the in the sidecar, but there's also a suitcase that goes flying up in the air, ends up on the ground. The two of them come up to each other, and they're in, and uh, obviously they know each other. Figured out they know each other, right? The one is Quinn, and the other guy is Malby, right? Right. And so, uh, who's played by uh, Robert Townsend? Yes, who is a director in his own right. Right. <laughs> Did Hollywood and, Shuffle most famously? Yes, and he's very. I love his character. And obviously, oh, he's he has, great. He's good. He has he's to be. Good. He has to be because Malby is like the mystery, the mysterious man that everyone right. like. He's the Peter Pan of Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like he's the embodiment of uh, like I think of the movie. What the what the novel seems to be doing through the screenplay is like Malby is the idea of Jamaica. Like it's like right. this is this is if you were to boil the idea of the personality of of Jamaica itself into a person, that's what Malby is supposed to be. Right. right? And uh, and uh, and I think that 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 Townsend's like Townsend's pretty great in this movie, and Malby is a very uh, very likable character. I would like to read the book because I think the book probably has a slightly deeper thing to say about that than the movie does but the movie is awfully awfully fun like the they 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 set him up very well but what the plot turns into has a lot to do with america's relationship to uh the caribbean and there's a lot of that going and it's all in there i, I wonder about the book though if the book spends a little bit more Time, time and depth on that because i think it was interesting and they don't really explore it that much yes now it's not as in-depth or as 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 strong a statement dress. as Devil in the Blue Dress, but there is definitely colonialism. And oh, it's the plot. Yeah, yeah it is exactly. the entire colonialism plot. is the plot of this movie, for right? Sure. Yeah, right. And so, so anyway, so they 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 and there's a big you know Louis Vuitton bag or something like that that's in the middle of the road between right. the two of them, 
And then it sort of was like, what, you know that this road is closed from this time to this time, you know, for downhill traffic or whatever. And he, and he goes, since when or whatever. They start yelling at each other. But then they both end up right next to the suitcase. Denzel Washington picks up the suitcase. He knows it's full of money. He knows. Like, <laughs> he just knows it. He's like, a suitcase full of money would weigh exactly this much. You can see right. his face. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but then he's holding this, body, this thing like there, and he's like, okay. And then finally the guy, he's like, uh, if I'm going to look into this one, it's like, eh, you know, they, they play it off. Anyway, he ends up grabbing the bag and right. leaving. And it's quite, quite, <laughs> there, it's quite funny. It's very funny. Yes. It's, it's very true. funny. So it's, great. it's a great setup of those two characters. Like, right. really, I think that that defines the both of them more than anything else we've seen. Right. Uh, anything else. It's because just like... we, all, we know that Malby's, uh, we found out later, Malby pretty much is, you know, a petty criminal. He's always getting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, like, and his, and his, and, and Quinn, they're like best friends. So Quinn yeah. is constantly letting him go. <laughs> right. And the thing is like the, the, and in that scene, it really shows like, they love each other. They're they know each other forever. They're friends when they're kids and all this stuff. But their attitude towards each other is very revealing of like the social s- circles they belong to and what they think of the other. Because like Malby is looking at him like, "Oh, that's a really fancy fucking outfit you've got on there." Like <laughs> yeah. you you work for the colonialists is what exactly. he's saying. Yeah, like, you are you are the a governor. Paid, yeah, you are a paid stooge. You know, like you think that you're all high and mighty, but you're not. You're like, you're actually. In a fact, giant he calls sellout. him out on his uniform. It's like yeah. he's like he's like you're a sellout. Like, he mocks him. He mocks yeah. him with his uniform. He's like, yeah, I was at a wedding. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, exactly. And you're like, yeah, you're you just you're just a stooge that works for the the right. rich dudes, and which were largely white. You know, like right. you're just a hired hand, right? You know, and uh, whereas like he's looking at Malby, like, but why you why can't you get your shit together? Like you're smart, but here you are you know, on the lamb from something clearly. Right. And, uh, and I'm going to end up chasing you down. Yep. You know, so like, it's, it's a beautiful way to set up the, the tensions of everyone on the Island while still celebrating everything to do with the Island. Yes. Yeah. It's really, really good. So, uh, he drives down to, uh, to town. He goes to this fancy resort hotel, clearly very fancy, very white. <laughs> Oh, right. yeah, I mean the the dude they have playing like the the owner is just like James the, Fox. Yeah, like he's uh, he is from Eric. You know this one, um, assassinating the French uh, the president of France. What's that movie? Uh, the uh, yes, oh, God, 1971. Yeah, he's this guy, right? He's the they guy. They remade it with Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, Day of the Jackal. Yeah, Day, Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal. And so I believe it's the same guy who's it the is. assassin from Dan. He was also in Sexy Beast. No, he was also the yes, waiter. He, he was in the movie that we saw, the black and white one, where he was the oh yeah, the uh, the help. They're not the help. The, help. the other movie. The, uh, yes, the, uh, the one was. with the, the the butler movie. It wasn't the help. Yeah, the the servant. servant. The servant. The servant. He's yes, in the, the servant. servant. He's a servant. But he's also in Sexy Beast. He's the the guy who they shoot in the the, in the who's house. the mayor in the house. Yes. No, he owns yes. that. He owns the bank. Or he runs the bank. Yeah, he but yeah, he's, yeah, he's that. He's that guy. But yeah, right, he's right. like he plays this guy so well. He's like. The, the fucking he's he's the it's arrogant ultra rich elitist English uh, white douchebag. But <laughs> like it's almost like almost to an extreme level. Of oh, like, it's a cartoon. It's he's cartoon. A cartoon. The cartoon yeah. character. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then so uh, so the other thing that's hilarious is that Mimi Rogers, who's very sexy in this, is his wife, and she's flirting with 
Denzel Quinn. Washington. Yeah. With Denzel because... Washington. Who and wouldn't? then he comes in and is like, if I had come in two seconds later, would I have found you on the floor with him? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, it felt like, come on, remember me? Like, yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> there was a little Falcon crest there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you nuts? It's Denzel Washington. Yeah, Falcon Knots landing. <laughs> exactly. But Dallas. he's like, this dude is like, he's like, dynasty. One... more like Dynasty. It's dynasty. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, Edward Fox is like one step below, like, uh, Ralph Bellamy in trading places. Like, he's in that, he's in that bracket of cartoon right. rich villain right uh, and so he like he owns and runs the resort right and the resort has a dead body in it the dead body I, has... actually no he he runs the resort i think the guy the dead body was the guy is who, the guy who really owns, owns the rent yeah exactly owns the right. resort so right. the dead body they find a dead body it's apparently the guy i forgot, I forgot the, we never so he's been dead the whole time so but he's everyone talks about him but he's been dead the whole time right they he's dead from gecko right right they found him uh <laughs> In a hot tub, decapitated. <laughs> yes, and so it's boiling red water. Right, you know, a uh, good plastic head with the. the it looks yeah. like the the head from Jaws from in the boat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but that's the murder that's happened. That's the murder that's happened, and that's and, what he's investigating. And, and everyone there is like, it's Malby, so just go get Malby. Yeah, well, the the doctor, the some guy comes in, so it's like, it's like, it's like. Yes, he's a guest at a hotel. It's like, I took the liberty of inspecting the body a few hours ago. And it's like, uh-huh. And goes, it's like, well, we need to take him. We need to drain the pool and we need to take the body to the hospital. And I was like, do a what? proper autopsy. Yeah, proper exactly. autopsy. like, well, he clearly died from being decapitated. <laughs> right. 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 And so, here, Mr. Police Officer. And I was like, no, you just, just bring Malby here. Just bring Malby and we'll be done with this. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super, it's obviously, I mean, the guy's all but saying, like, I examined the body and he seems to have been murdered by someone named Malby. <laughs> That's almost what they say. Right. Like, okay. Pretty maybe, much so. It's kind yeah. of maybe now. <laughs> And, then, and I forgot if we meet if we meet the uh, the the governor yet, but he he has a conversation with the governor. He's like, "What is this you having into an autopsy? We just need to get the you know we just shake. go get Malby. Let's go get Malby. Problem solved." And, and then the, the governor is a real stooge too. You can clearly tell that. He's oh, one hundred percent. He looks at like Washington looks at him the same way Malby looked at Washington. Like, right, you fucking moron! Look at you. You're just a you know like you you are a servant. You're dressed like a servant. You are a servant. This is right. what you are. Right. And he, and because he, he, like he says, like, you know, used to be the, because the guy used to be like the health, the uh, animal health inspector and he got promoted to being the governor. Oh, yeah. 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 Right? It, was a it was a chicken inspector, right? <laughs> chicken yeah. inspector. Yeah. Exactly. So he's just like, this is the kind of person who becomes, who gets to the top of the food chain in, uh, in this situation. So you know, Denzel has no respect for him whatsoever. And the guy's like, maybe we should just step aside. Our goal, our job here is to let basically, you know, the remnants of colonialism continue to run the show. That, right. That's his whole, that, uh, that's how I keep my job. It's basically his point of view. Right, right, right. Um, and then, uh, so for, there's another scene that happens, I think, oh, right. We have, we see Malby at a bar, right? And he is, um, uh, he's, it, he is making a drink for a guy where he's taking a bunch of cigarette butts and 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 and, and joints and stuff, and betting him ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars to drink this horrible drink, right? Yes, this giant go goblet of poison, goblet right. of poison, right. Right? Right. right? And so this big guy like does it, and then 
the police come, he escapes from the situation. It's like, why did you, why did you do that? And he goes, because he bet me $10,000. He gave me a $10,000 bill. He gave me a $10,000 bill. It's like, there's no such thing as a $10,000 bill. And he goes, oh. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so then it's like, so now you get the idea. It's like, okay, something's going on um, between, with this money. There's something there's a bag full of money and this is what Malby has it. And it obviously includes $10,000 bills, which could or could not be fake. Who knows? Um, and then uh, oh, at, some, at some point during, he gets caught up in the investigation. He realizes he was supposed to pick up his son. Uh, yes. Like hours ago, hours, hours right. ago. Right. And his son has been waiting in front of the school uh, for a long time <laughs> alone, right. upset. That no one's picked him up. Yeah. And his wife is. the year. Yeah. (laughs) And his wife is uh, rehearsing for uh, her singing career. Uh, And he goes home to see her. And she's beautiful singing. Great singing. You see them singing in the house. Her and her backup singers. And uh, the boy is happier that he's home with his mom. And the mother does song and then just starts berating himself for, yeah, right. for not being there. And it's like, uh, right. So he's in a doghouse. Um, and it's kind of like, it's tough to watch, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, but it's great. I, I don't know. Somehow she is just a powerful woman. Like, well, she's re- great because, like, she's. Uh... She was in. She wasn't. Which was she in? She's in been a bunch of things. Like, because she's like, her, her character could have been a cartoon character in this. Uh, right. but instead like you really get to see like it's not just like she's a force of like uh my home life kind of stuff like you really see her point of view in this mm-hmm. like you're just like I, by, and by halfway through the movie you're like they may just end up getting divorced this may not be the happy ending you think it's headed for right like this is like she's playing it realistically I enough. never saw it as like there's gonna be a happy ending yeah, reason. I just yeah. Well, I think this is it because like she she has like it could have been just like I mean there's endless you know comedy action movies where the wife shows up is just like you know in order to play the tension she is just like the shrill monster right and then at the end everything works out okay and then it's fine you're just like she's like I'm obviously when we when we got together you were a different person and things have just sort of slid into discomfort like every no she's like she's unhappy he's unhappy and things are going realistically sour as opposed to uh like trying to you know uh, do this in a shorthand fashion they spend time really making her into a person and she does a great job right but clearly he's you know he's caring about everyone in the entire island and losing (laughs) losing her yeah, exactly. His he's so family. he's trying to manage every, and this is like, and everyone's, everyone's a great lives. Point. Everyone's a great lives, point. right? Everyone's like, lives. Like you know that this one's personally married. No, you're not going to do that. No, you're going right. to manage it. Right. And then somehow it's like, yeah, you know, he's still got family. And it's <laughs> you know, it's a great it's like it's a great point, Nate, because like it re- what it really shows is like his position on the island is both like he because he has to integrate with every sort of strata of the island, right? Like. He like there's so it, there's such a density to that that all of his time is spoken for, like mm-hmm. and so like uh like the fact that his marriage has gone wrong in a realistic way makes the environment more realistic. Like it's a beautiful uh uh bit of screenwriting 
uh, to balance that out. Because like the reason why he's failing when you're with him, like in interacting with everybody, you're like, he is a really good guy. He's connected to everybody. And it's given me a big sketch of this community. This is amazing. And then it goes back to her and she's like, what's left for me? And he's like, I got nothing. I've spent the whole day doing this. And that makes you sympathetic to the both of them. It invests you in the entire community and it makes you sad for them. It's really, really brilliant. Yeah. He forgot his son at school. It's like, this is as a parent, we've seen characters like that. Before, I know. Though. Well, we've done, that's it. We see it. That's why. Yeah, I said, oh, this absolutely. is this is what I'm saying. It's like when usually when you do this, you just make the wife into a cartoon. Like that's the easy thing to do. Yeah, and she's not. Be- because they don't <laughs> do that, and she has a level of reality, and their their marriage has a level of reality. Then everything else you've experienced also is invested with that level of reality. It underscores the realism without having to uh, sell anything short. And she doesn't really... come out and do the, the good fellas line. Your father hasn't digested the good yeah, exactly. weeks. Exactly. We mean, like it's it's that totally good fellas, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it's why do you what did these people even do? You know, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like like it's a perfectly easy, fun way yeah. to do it. Exactly. Harry Henry, what did you do? What did you do, Henry? But yeah, like it's easy to do that. It's fun to do that. And like you can get away with it and it works. But the fact well, the that they took is, extra time yeah. makes the whole thing work better. Because he ends up going back to the the the, the police station, right? right? Which, by the way, the, the the other girl shows up. Which now you understand the temptation of the other girl, right? Yes, one hundred percent, right? Uh, but the other girl shows up, and she's uh, 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 sorry, uh, uh, she's saying, "Tell him the offer has been extended another day or whatever," right? <laughs> you know, right? But but when he goes to the police station, you start realizing, again, he's taking care of a family at the police station. Yes. Not just all of the cops who are yeah. there. It's the whole fucking gamut. Everything, the criminals, and, and, it's everybody. The, and the, the guy, there's a, there's a, there's a, like a, a, a bum who's in the, in the jail all the time. Yeah. Right? Yep. And who just lives there. Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. He's getting food. Getting food is fun. Got food. I love the line when it's like when something is like he's in jail. It's like someone called the police. It's like you're in jail. You're in jail. (laughs) Someone called the police. Yeah. No. It's like it's 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 totally awesome. And I think you're right. Like when with uh, with the woman who's trying to tempt him, like not even she is drawn as a cartoon. Like she's not like like you know Jessica Rabbit or something like that. Like she's just like. You get a little bit of loneliness from her. You know, you understand where he's coming from. You understand why there's a temptation there. And he's holding strong. And you're just like, at the same time, you're like, the thing I is get with it. Both, with both films, it's, it's a shame, too, because a lot of the characters were created to be seen many times, like in a series, you know, yes. because they're so rich. Right. Uh, but you don't get that if, this, if it doesn't do well. You know, yeah, you, you just get it this one slice. Exactly. Yeah, it, this is really like, like an extended it, pilot to a yeah, to a one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would say like if I were to, I mean, like I, Mighty Quinn isn't as good a film as Devil in the Blue Dress, but it is a really good, it, rich it's a setup. Fun film. film yeah, to it's watch. a super it, like if you, I, I would definitely watch episode two of Mighty Quinn. Oh like, yeah, if, if they had made that, I would have been like, oh, I fucking love that. It's a great show. It's a great show. Right. You know, and uh, and they and they, I think you're right, Eric. Like they design it so that you're ready to keep running with it. You know, it has right. like that. It has that same level of, of fun investment. And, uh, and with devil and blue dress, it's a much more like that works as a singular film very well. It has elements that you 
like you want to see more. You want to see more of for sure. Cheadle's character. Yeah, exactly. You could watch those guys together in a million other adventures, but it feels more like those are discrete novels, which in in fact they are. You know, um, whereas Muddy Quinn, you're right. It's like this is it's a bit TV, but like it's as far as uh, Saturday afternoon goes. Like you, I've watched much shittier stuff on Netflix. <laughs> oh yeah, like I would watch a Mighty Quinn show in an instant. And what was the what was the 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 the, the weird? They spent so much money on that one. It was with uh, um, no. The, he was an he's it's he's a cop with there's aliens on the planet or something like that. What was that one? Will Smith. It was Will Smith film. What was it called? Someone in chat's gonna know. Shipville, USA. No, it was a it was. Cops it was. With- he, he yeah, was a cop was, in L.A. Oh no! You, with, no, are you are you talking about the uh, the James Con movie? No. Oh, there, because there's it's the a great Netflix uh, film. It's a Netflix film, and it's uh, Will it. Smith, and it's I forgot. But anyway, I was looking at it, and they spent like a hundred million dollars, one hundred fifty million dollars on it, and it's like yeah, man. it was, and his partner's an alien. Yeah, his partner's an alien. It's kind of like Alien Mine or whatever, or what's or Alien Nation. It, there's the one where it's fantasy and his partner is an orc. An orc. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Okay. That's bright. That's right. bright. About that one. Yeah. I'm. I. I saw bright. Bright is not very good. It's no. not as bad as people said that it was. It's just not very good. It's not very good. But yeah. I'm saying my also is better than bright. Yeah. And I watched. I watched all of bright successfully. I made it that through that, and that's just not a very good. It's just not very good. Right. I mean, like bright is one of those things where it's just like not an alien. It's an orc. You're right. Yeah, it's like... Uh, See, I don't even remember. <laughs> this, you know, the, the thing is, like, you're, you're, this is why I was getting confused. There is a James Caan movie with Mandy Patinkin about aliens who have already shown up in L.A. and he is partnered up with an alien, which sounds really dumb, but is actually a really good 80s action movie. And I just can't think of the name of it. Is it Alienation? Is it Alienation? Thank you. Yeah, they made the show out of it. I forgot the show. Yeah, the show. Uh, yeah like, the, uh, the movie is actually quite terrific it it's is a great movie. great b movie and con is awesome in it yes i remember it very well yeah. good movie. um and you're right but it seems similar like alienation and bright have similarities to that's yeah, a total set. i mean like like not to go off on bright for too long but bright is the kind of thing where it's just like how did nobody notice that this is super racist by accident like it's so it's so like you're watching this going like so what like i mean like the movie is basically saying so black people are orcs <laughs> you're just like this got made by accident. <laughs> like how did nobody notice that this is a fucking horrible racist mess like like they they they, they don't they're so lazy about their metaphors that they just like because like here like this is a whole different subject but like in say tolkien right Tolkien stuff is not racist because the whole idea is that orcs represent bad people. Like, orcs re- represent whatever. Like, the Germans in World War II are the orcs, right? They're not a race. Uh, uh, it's not a race. It's just saying some people are fucking assholes, and we're going to call them orcs. And some people are rich jerk-offs, and we're going to call them elves. But with uh, with Bright, they're literally like, okay, so... Uh, black people are like all the orcs are coded with, uh, uh, with uh, like rap music and selling drugs and drug gangs, and they all live in the inner city. And you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like I was just, I was just blown away. I was just absolutely blown away. And then like that, Will Smith is so mindlessly signed onto that as a precursor to 
how he does not think very much before he acts. Really? Give, give us an example. I was like, I would, I would fucking run away from this project at a hundred miles an hour. This is such a disaster. It's insane. There was someone who dressed as of the Oscar slap. And they dressed their kid as the Oscar slap. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But it looked like child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Guys. <laughs> like, if you take your photo of the kid and you just go, oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the kid is looked like a gold statue or whatever, right? But oh, then it's got God. this hand across the face that's supposed to represent the slap. I like, I've oh. done dumbass things in my life. I know. I mean, I, got, I can't say that I wouldn't do something as stupid as bright, but I was just like, so many people would be involved so so many people had to say yes to this that I'm just like, it, I I hope at some point if I were to watch that at Netflix I'd be like, we must not show this to anyone. Well, and we I must remember put it Netflix was a it. very young studio back then. I didn't. <laughs> no, that was only like three years ago. But, but been they that were, long they're oh, still yeah. they're they're still a young studio. They greenlight a bunch of things that are like, huh? Wow. I was I was just yeah. I but I also shocked. think that we well not, not necessarily defending Bright or anything like that. Yeah. I would say like we tend to be way too like shy to do things which is why we well, have I, a bunch of marvel films yeah well, like yeah i mean I, I i totally i mean the thing is like, i'm not we, trying to i'm not arguing for uh being uh reactionary to it i'm just like i'm not i don't think it's a really i don't think it's actually very offensive i just think that it's just incredibly sloppy where yeah. you're just like you didn't fucking think this through at all and like you, at very most you're going to be made fun of for it because it's it's embarrassing right. you know like just don't like think through what you're doing and then netflix is obviously i don't know just pour money on it it's gonna be fine and <laughs> it doesn't work like that that way i don't know if they think like that anymore but they don't yeah, yeah. Well, there was a there was a there was a uh a netflix uh, not netflix, uh, uh, a south park thing what they did it was like when it had her netflix you're greenlit <laughs> yeah, exactly oh, that's did. so great <laughs> Like the thing is, like I would be, I would, I would be even, I would, like because Alien doesn't answer the phone. You're greenlit because <laughs> like because they take the movie Alienation. Like Alienation is basically like you're saying it was the, exactly the same setup, but they knew that they were in kind of tricky territory, so they actually spent time to think about what their metaphor is. Right. Like and so they're just like okay, so like let's use this to actually try to evoke real issues. Well, Instead, yeah. like Bright, Bright's like, oh, it's just a fantasy, so just don't you know don't. Don't think about it too hard. Well, by well, not thinking about it too hard, it turns into a fucking mess. Well, yes, but listen, this uh, this subject has been done many, many times. I think mm -hmm. the best, the best one that uh, ever addressed this exact metaphor and this issue was District Nine. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly, exactly. Like you can do this, like it, especially it can... because it is in South Africa. Yeah, like you can do this on part time, <laughs> right? And the other thing is, like you can if you if you think about what you're doing then you can be daring, right. you know, and district nine has a lot of powerful things to say because they bothered to be responsible in what they're saying. And, uh, when, whereas like bright, it's just, there was like the, the, whoever wrote the thing is so lazy that they're just like, you know, isn't it, wouldn't it be funny? Was it if, based on a comic book? Uh, it probably. probably it's, I mean, like, it's, just, based on it's just trash. It's just trash. And the thing is, it's not bad. It's not trash. Like no one should watch it. I'm just like, it's just junk like this. Like you can, you could do this and do it well. And instead they just did, they just did sort of like a half-assed shitty job. And then it comes off as just lazy and offensive and stupid. And I'm just like, how do you spend what almost $300 million with PNA and nobody calls you? It's not it. their money. It's just mind blowing. It's not their money. They just, it's decisions and then passed along to the next department. Right. 
Right. Because the I mean, people you, who are doing PNA, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They just, exactly. They just put Will Smith's face on it. I mean, whereas yeah. like, where, whereas a movie like Devil in a Blue Dress bombs, right? And that is an incredibly thoughtful movie about its subject. But to right. be truthful, they're probably just looking at it. Well, you know, I love the movie Devil in a Blue Dress, but it bombs. So it bombs. Let's yeah, just, exactly. Let's just dumb it down. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, <laughs> like it's yeah. I mean, like I think that Netflix is. Uh, they've gotten more they, aware. They they also don't have the same. They don't have the same motivation that theaters do, right? Yeah. In the theater, you have to get it through the theater. You have a certain amount of time that it has to succeed, and then right. you got to move it out of the theater, etc. Right. Netflix can put something up and it's like, eh, all right, it's still on there, and yes. you can continue to watch it as any many times or whenever you right. want to. They're also in the business of building a studio, so they need volume. So they're just yeah, like, just, yeah, they're just get it, get it pass there. it along, pass it along. If it's bad, Volume. it's someone else's problem. Yeah, exactly. Volume. Yeah. And that's cool, I guess, if you're making tanks for the military and other yeah, things. But, right. You know, eventually, you're, <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's not great. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I was just, yeah. Max Landis is the, is the person behind Bright who wrote it. And that's not a surprise at all. Like the guys, like, I don't, I don't know, Max. I'm not saying anything. Again. I like, I just know that you're Max, saying he's a tool. I'm saying that the things that he has <laughs> that been involved in end up like That's this. That's not the Dan I know. It's not a surprising name to see associated with Bright. Is all I don't know the guy at all, and maybe he's a very nice guy. I don't know, but like right. it's a, it's the kind of thing where you're just like, oh well, okay, there you go. Yeah, okay. Who, people people have would be right to associate me with dumbass mistakes as well. So I apologize, Max. I don't know you, and I don't mean to be don't mean to throw you under the bus. All right, I need to take a small break. We can play an ad which I will be doing. Uh, and then uh, we will get back to the mighty queen. We still have a whole movie to go through right. in an hour. So we can do we can this. Do we can do this. All right. Uh, we're going to play an ad for, for two minutes and we'll be right back. Excellent. And those of you who are subscribers, you will not get an ad. By the way, you should note a couple things. Guys, tell them about the, while well, I use the bathroom, tell them about the Patreon and about the subscription and all that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so everyone, we have a Patreon, uh, go, which is, uh, uh, backslash Martini Giant at Patreon, right? That's the address there. Yes. Uh, and uh, and for five bucks a month, you uh, get to uh, uh, be a member at our Discord, and you get to uh, 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 be part of the member lounge and get to talk with us directly about all sorts of random stuff. And if you are a member there, then you don't have to see uh, ads. ads here. <laughs> so please, please look into this, uh, and help us out. Like, it's great if you, um, subscribe to Twitch. Uh, it helps us out even more if you subscribe to our Patreon. And, uh, uh, and we will in the future be doing, uh, stuff like, uh, offering up, uh, drawings and new merchandise and all sorts of stuff to keep an eye on. So please take a look at that. We're also obviously available on Twitter and, uh, what else? Instagram. And uh, we have a Facebook page. You can chat us at. We are pretty Twitter oriented, though, when we chat back and forth. So please feel free there. And our Discord link is on Discord, our Discord. Though we're catching a lot. Yeah, Discord's actually really, uh, really pretty great. We have a great community there. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that um, people have pointed out to us that unlike many other film discords, like it's not filled with jerks. Like there's not a lot of combative film discussion there. Like it's people that are really having a good time uh, sharing funny memes and talking about stuff that they love. So if that sounds unusual for you, then please uh, check out our discord. We, uh, we do have a great time there virtually every day. So there it is. Yeah. This is my, that's my pitch. Is that all right? That's pretty good. I don't bitch about bright all the time on discord. That's what I'm saying. I get it all done right now and then I'm done. 
Bright. But it wasn't that bad. It's just a shitty movie. I don't know why I got so hot under the collar about it. It's just You're getting a... hot under the collar. Why? I, know. I don't know. I just get feisty about that kind of nonsense. I'm just like, like I, the thing is, I mean, Bright's the kind of movie that I would want to be good. And then it just, uh, then they just fucked it up. It just makes me mad. I don't know why. I get, I get fussy about stuff. stuff like that. Wait, it goes. Yo, yo. Okay. Sorry about being That's right. late. Uh, we're back. So we are, where were we? Okay, at one point he goes to see, he's complaining to the mayor again. Chalk is the name of the mayor. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Emmett Walsh shows up, who is just. Oh, like, yeah. So and anytime you have Emmett, Emmett Walsh, you yeah. have a good baby. Like, that's yeah. just the law. He, just he's, the law. He's, he's almost, he, it's like he came right out of Blood Simple and then they put him into this movie. <laughs> There's even a he's reference the same... to. It's he's the making, same fucking the same, thing. He's wearing the same and outfit. Then, <laughs> and then and there's a shot. It's not Emmett Walsh, but Emmett, there's a uh, there's a uh, old Volkswagen that's following uh, uh, Denzel Washington, and it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the same thing. I'm just like, this is Blood Simple. You guys just saw Blood Simple, and you're like, let's film that because we got the Emmett Walsh in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he shows up, and he's like, oh, I'm just you know here to help with the investigation. <laughs> And so he's forced to take this around. They go visit Ubu Pearl. I love, uh, first of all, I love her name. Ubu Pearl, right? Ubu Pearl, yeah. She's great. And yeah, Esther Roll. And so, a terrific actor. Great so character. she's playing she's playing like like the character that looks like the the the, the caricature of like the, the voodoo witch doctor kind of lady, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And and she lives in a shack and she's in a wheelchair. And she's she's got this raspy voice. as I put a hex on you? You know. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. <laughs> really good. But the reason she's important is that her niece or granddaughter one is uh, a dating uh, Maubi, right? Isola, I think is her name. Yep. I saw um, and so they're trying to find Maubi, obviously, to figure out answers, and she won't give us any answers. And she's just, you just see that she's kind of like not, you know. She's not going to cooperate. She's angry at everyone. And uh, then, who is it? Uh, Denzel says, what's in, the, what's in there in the basket? And he tries to figure out what's in the basket. Like, oh, he's, he, she's hiding something. And she goes, go ahead, take a look. She looks in there, and it's filled with snakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Uh, so that's an interesting thing. We also find out uh, that he, uh, that uh, 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 Quinn goes, actually does not takes the body secretly to the airport to get an autopsy done by this uh chinese or japanese uh oh doctor. this actor you've seen 100,000 times yeah like he he is this character actor he shows up and you recognize his voice you know this dude yeah he just plays this role this is who he is that's who he is yeah yeah oh. Um, and, uh, he, he looks like, actually, he looks like someone from, from Blade Runner. He could be like, you Blade Runner. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's not, uh, he's not the, uh, the eyes that, guy. Yeah. He's not yeah, the eyes guy, James, but he kind of likes him. He's a, yeah, he is definitely the same, uh, uh, acting school as that. Like, uh, he's a B movie character actor. He is terrific. Right. Uh, look at the guy's name. Hang on. He's, he's, uh, you've seen him a million things. Yeah. He's been in a, a, a lot of things, as you said, but he's, he's very, his name is K K Luke. Is that it? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, like he was in Gremlins. He was the guy who Gremlins. sold. The, he's the guy who sold the. Sold the, the, sold the you recognize yeah. his voice instantaneously. Yeah. He's he's that dude. He's yeah. that guy. 
But yeah, yeah I like. Yeah, I think that like it's safe to say like this movie, and I don't. This is not a criticism. It is a very. It's a very broad movie in its characterizations of people. TV film. Yeah. It's a TV, it's a TV movie. TV? <laughs> yeah. So like, it, like these things, uh, like they're not, none of this stuff. But I want to say, but the TV films were pretty good in the nineties and eighties. Yeah. No, like, they, it's, they it's were fun. well it's constructed. Good. Right. And, and, and they had interesting plots like. Yeah. TV films now are trying too hard to be something that sometimes it's just they miss the mark so yeah. easily. Yeah, this is actually a great point. Because like, a lot of things. Though. Right, because yeah. like I don't I I don't need everything to be like a grand piece of cinema. Like sometimes I want it to be a fun little episode of Miami Vice. Like yes. I or yeah, it's just like I or heart to heart, where you're just like, This is really fun. This is, this is just what I needed right now. And yeah. like this is this fits the bill really, really well. I like you still want it to be well made. But you still want it to be good. It is, but but it's uh it's a certain very it's a there's a slight frivolousness to everything and a broadness to everything that makes. I it think very the easy thing that's important stuff. is that back then TV movies or made for TV movies were not competing with theaters no, with film. Yeah, exactly. And now they are. Right. Well, it's even worse because they, they're not because they're not. <laughs> competing. Many, I was saying there's too many competitors. So well, they, they, they're, but they're, they're actually trying to compete with actual big cinema movies. Well, yeah. th this is the thing is that they're not trying to compete with movies who are that are in cinemas. They're trying to compete with where right. movies went to, like movies right. in yeah. theaters moved to Netflix, right. and so now everything is sort of in this big mishmash situation where, like, there's a clear difference between if you're watching like uh, Love Is Blind and you're watching Blonde. Like, those are two different schools of netflix right there sure. right and but like there used to be a clear there used to be a clear line like that for between i don't know say you like you'd go to the theater and you'd see coming home and then you'd go back to your apartment and you'd watch uh you know like three's company or whatever it was and or falcon crest and like that was just easy to consume fun don't think about it too much tv right. and there's some there's a there's a role for that. Like there's, it doesn't have to be 2001 every time. It's totally fine. Right. You know, like, and, and, uh, and mighty Quinn is like the higher end of that stuff where you're just like, yes, this is TV, but it's really good TV that people will be talking about at the water cooler the next morning. Yeah. Because it, well, first of all, it has these rich characters that we can, mm -hmm. you know, including now, now introduced to Emmett Walsh. Right. Uh, and then all these, and then also it's just like, Fairly well shot, right? And and the, and apparently the guy who wrote uh, Blade Runner did it. Yeah, but <laughs> that's hysterical to me. Right. So the director yeah, himself is much more of a TV director. I which was, is I didn't love this movie as much as you guys. I'll be honest. yeah. Like, well, I think we would agree on what kind of movie it is, though. Yeah, like it's it just it's a very it's silly not, fun movie. It's a, it's it's a, to be honest, it's the kind of movie that that is not a deep movie, <laughs> right. but it's fun to watch, and I would totally have a good time watching. Yeah, this movie. it's breezy. It's, it's right? very breezy. It's very fun. And it's what I needed after, after you know. While I was watching it, there was like in my head, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we'll be arriving, arriving in uh, New York City in about uh, 20 <laughs> exactly. minutes. Exactly. Uh, flight attendants, prepare perfect. for landing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We actually, I think we completely agree on this experience. I think that's That's, I, that's oh, fine. Buck the law, we're landing yeah. at Kennedy. Absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely yeah. true. Okay. Like, all right. I'm Hold very on. thankful so, for these kinds of movies. This is what. So we go. I gotta get because there's some complicated stuff that happens. All right. So we find he uh, he's investigating. We find out the uh, the 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 autopsy reveals that he did not in fact die from blood loss, but died from uh, snake bite, <laughs> uh, and that the uh, the head was cut off after he was already dead. 
Right. Right. So I was like, huh. So we're starting to put a few pieces together. Right. So the, the guy, the guy says, you know, just because you got your head cut off doesn't mean that's how you died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and, it, and then, uh, and then, uh, then after that, we find uh, going through, running through the town, there's a, there's this uh, Latin guy named uh, Jose Patina who, uh, who is acting suspicious because he is also looking for Maui. So looking for Malby is a big thing in here, and then looking for Daphne and the other one, right? So they're all everyone's looking for Daphne or looking for Malby, and it turns out this guy says, "No, no, I'm just here on vacation." But he arrests him anyway, uh, uh, and then he gets bailed out, right? Uh, and so it's just the whole thing. But anyway, as he gets bailed out, then there's a scene where he's in this sleazy hotel and he's having a conversation with Miller, who is of uh, uh, Walsh. Walsh, right? And they're like having this conversation. So obviously the two of them know each other. And then Miller says, you know what? The operation is over. And it goes, I was like, well, what do you mean the operation is over? And like, It'll be over when I tell you. It's like, yeah, it's over. And then they just, <laughs> Walsh just shoots him. Yeah. 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 It, it's a pretty good scene. I like that scene. It, there's actually that scene. And uh, there for me, like Tak Fujimoto's photography in this movie, he kept on referencing, I believe, um, uh, Wells movie there with uh, uh, what do you call it? Touch, uh, of, evil. Tr- touch of evil. There's yeah. a lot of the touch of evil room. in the yeah. 100% touch of evil. It's very do you know what heroin is? Yeah, like yeah, like it's uh, like there's a there's a very like I don't think it's not as well photographed by a million miles as um, as touch of evil, but I think that. Attack it's not, was was having fun with it. It's above what you would expect for this yes. movie. It's for like sure. this is this is nowhere near Tak Fujimoto's finest hour, which is arguably either Silence of the Lambs or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But uh, it, he's still clearly having a blast doing it, and there's yes. a lot of weird little experimental shots that I that I especially like, especially the musical numbers. And, I, and I, this yeah. one I want to talk about as well is like at one point he gets well when everything's going downhill. Denzel ends up going to one of the bars, I guess, or one of the places, right? Where there's music playing, right? Right. And and everyone shuts up because everyone hates him because he's has to found Malby. Everyone loves Malby, right? He's yeah, like and, the, he, and he's after him. So everyone's like, him, what the fuck are you going after Malby? And, he's, for? and they know you're your best friend, but he's like the you know, the the hero of the village and was like, you gotta leave Malby alone. So they're all sort of bitter at him, right? And so you can tell this is a situation. And on top of that, He's working with the governor, and the governor is clearly corrupted by the white man. All the situation, right? right? Right. And so he's completely let down, right? And uh, oh, right. We find out when he, uh, when his wife was uh, singing with the people uh, with the two uh, back, uh, back singers, it's like, "Are oh, you going to play the piano for us?" And it's like, "Oh, but you're the best." And it's like, "No, no, I don't do that anymore." Right. But. So then he gets up in this bar and then he's everyone's quiet because he showed up chief of police. They all hate him. And then he sits down <laughs> at the piano <laughs> and starts uh, singing a blues song. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. And it's great. It's a great setup the way they did it. I love it. Yeah, He's having a good time. Like he's, 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 he's waking up as a character. He's, he's like, waking up as a, and he's talking I'm, about, it. he's got the blues because he's yeah. like, his wife left him. Right. You know, or he's, you know, he's everything's strange. shitty. Exactly. Everything's yeah. shitty. I have yeah. to, you know, have to go after my best friend. All that stuff happened. 
right? <laughs> I like how you're trying to get focused. Yeah, get the focus back here. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. It's all right. Uh, and so uh, he he just keeps uh, uh, having this issue. And so as he is uh, as he's singing this song, then the rest of the band decides to join in with him. And he's like, yeah, great. And so he starts singing. And then as they're doing it, they start to break. <laughs> And they start playing the Mighty Quinn, yeah, right. which is a song that is really mocking him, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, "God damn it!" And so he gets upset about it. But then at the same time, they're like, "No, no, we're singing we're, this because we love you. We're singing this because we love you." And they start hanging him a bottle of rum, right? Because because the woman who is tempting him essentially right. comes up, starts singing a lot, and like and mm-hmm. the tone changes from one of like, make, like being mockery. Cool. To so enjoy like, it, right? To, to, and it was like, no, we're doing this because we love. We are. We we all love each other. Everything is going to be fine. Yeah. Like, we know you don't want to hurt Malby. Everything is yeah. Like it's just the shitty situation. Right. And it was a, it was a great number. It's and great. I like it's a great the, bit. It's, it's great. a great bit. It's a really nice little thing. Um. Okay. So okay, it gets kind of. Com- I, I think we're going to have to fast forward a little bit because it's, it's a little <laughs> complicated. Um. So uh. I so mean, how long has it been so far? We we've been we, we've got about about forty minutes left, but we tend to ramble about random stuff, so that's right. fine. Uh, so here's here's what he figures out. He figures out some Quinn puts the pieces together, right? What he figures out is that there is such a thing as a ten thousand dollar bill, right? And but 10, only 000, printed, printed twice, th- twi- yeah. twice, right? But the those bills have been decommissioned not decommissioned taken out of circulation but they're still legal tender right yeah right it's still worth a million bucks yeah it's still, yeah it's still, still worth real money ten thousand dollars is still ten thousand dollars and it's legal tender it's not it's not it's yeah so but it's been taken out and we find out is that patina who owned the hotel actually is very close to the president of the united states <laughs> right and that what he's doing is that he wants to fund some, you know, guerrillas in Latin America that are anti-communist regime, but he can't get the funding to do it. So, so he what needs. he so what he does yeah, is he is he, so like, yeah, he takes the he takes random. yeah it's 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 very much uh, Iran Contra situation which wasn't that long from there so oh, yeah. it's, a couple exactly. of years yeah <laughs> so he takes the money that was that was out of circulation and pays them with that money, which no one can trace Right, that it came from them. Right. Right. Millions so of dollars. Millions of dollars. And each bill, remember, is $10,000. So it, you don't need that much to make millions and millions and millions of right. dollars. It's one small bag. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Uh, wasn't, so, wasn't, so, wasn't there, hold on a second. What's the, what's the, what's the, um, the movie we we've done it's a Robert Altman film that also had some really large numbered bills in it. Oh long yeah, um, yeah. There's yeah. the long goodbye, long right? Go- yeah, long, long goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, right, Matt, right. Long goodbye with the uh, with the uh, five thousand dollar bill. Right. Yep. It's the same thing. Yep. Yep. Basically, and so like it's a, it's really great that they have this sort of like like <laughs> like they don't they didn't need to be include this sort of like subtle comparison, but essentially like you're living in this landscape is you know this um uh this uh 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 
this this whole island has learned to live with the sort of like the skeleton of colonialism is still there you right. know and it still affects everything and it still like interferes with their lives and they're just trying to get by with all this stuff and then the plot of the movie that's fucking everything up is essentially new colonialism like it's yes. like this it like that that this the, the, like it hasn't ended the like new new the new new colonialism right. you know, like this are... is like our adventures in south america colonialism right know? and, and just... another thing that's also important is when he picks up his son from school they have a great story about the snake which yeah, is this a is very great. important important part that's the whole that's the whole thing right yeah, yeah. so basically yeah. it's, a, it's like what do you learn in school today it's like i learned about this thing is ah right that thing it's like you know that the white man we didn't have snakes here and then the white man brought that here because we were slaves we're black people we were slaves right, right? black people didn't live in jamaica they were brought there as slaves <laughs> right? right and then they brought here and they brought these snakes here to uh prevent us from escaping but Turns out that the snake can't tell the difference between a black man and a white man. Happy to bite white people, too. <laughs> and so it became a big problem for everyone. So they, and, they bring in the, the, the mongoose. The mongoose, right. 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 And, uh, and, and then they're like, oh, they'll take care of the snakes. But it turns right. out that the, 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 the mongoose is awake uh, at, uh, it, during the day. They, right. And the snake is awake at night. Night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Didn't work. And the kid's like, here's the snake. goes, that's kind of how it is here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's fucking great. Right. Yeah, it's a brilliant little story. So it was a great little that way happens of... happens a lot, though, by by people when they infiltrate, they bring animals in. Oh, oh yeah. It, it... Australia is nothing but invasive species it's, problems. It's... I was the toad, the rabbit. fish yeah. in, like, the Mississippi River. Actually oh, yeah. The cod or carp or... Yeah, well, there's, there's yeah, there's the, there's the, there's the, the, the Chinese carp over there. Yeah, They're... it's huge. And then you ever... And also, Good. there's the snake, uh, the, the snakehead fish, which is all over the East Coast, which is uh, from China, mm-hmm. and it's and it's devas- devastating all the other fish. You're right. There's a um, if you ever want to see the most depressing documentary of all time, uh, it's called uh, Darwin's Nightmare, and it's about I think uh, Lake I think it's Lake Victoria in Africa, and how uh, the entire ecosystem was destroyed because um they purposely purposefully brought nile perch in there to farm them and nile perch like are not very big fish naturally but they overwhelmed the ecosystem and now the nile perch is about like it went from a fish this big to a fish the size of literally a, a pig like a giant pig and it there's no other there's nothing left like all the nile perch eat is other half dying now perch and that's it and uh and so they uh they've destroyed the lake and uh they've walled they've uh uh they've completely cordoned it off with barbed wire they shoot anybody who tries to poach the fish the communities around them are completely starving and they in order to keep people from trying to steal the fish which they have way too many way too much of and they could be eating they pay the po- they pay the fish people in guns to fight wars with the people that are starving, and it's fucking incredible. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. I just watched the movie and I was like, "Well, what, what I suppose I could just die." It, this is this recently. is recent. This is within the past fifteen years. And I was, well, the carp thing shocking. I saw was yeah. ridiculous. I mean, they and are lionfish huge. too. Have you heard about the lionfish problem we have in the United States now? No. Oh no. Yeah, so you know what a lionfish is? No. 
It's a it's a it's a tropical fish found in aquariums. You look up lionfish, you'll say, "Oh yeah, I know what that is. It's got all this spiny stuff on it." Right? And yeah, oh yeah, okay. I'm looking at it now. Right. Yeah. And so all over Florida, all the way up the Carolinas now. And they are extremely they breed and they're very aggressive and they're destroying all of the ecosystems. Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Because and where do they come from? Someone had it in their aquarium and they, and let they it dumped go it. In Florida, dumped yeah. it. Florida yeah. is filled with people that dump their pets. Like that you heard about the Burmese. Yeah, the, 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 the dragons the, or whatever. The, the, well, well, the, the, not the Komodo dragons, but the uh, a Burmese python. The Everglades that's is filled it, with yeah. Burmese pythons. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the mindset. <laughs> that's the mindset. Yeah. Well, luckily that mindset will also end up flooding the entirety of Florida. So yeah. there you go. Don't. Things, well, these I don't think any stuff. states, uh, not to defend, uh, I don't think any states say it because this yeah, kind true. of ecological stupid shit happens, happens all, everywhere. All over. Yeah, the and California. Where's it? The game and wildlife. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're they make these, because I saw this thing on on the on the carp, the Chinese, what is it, cod? A carp? Chinese carp, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, these things are, I don't, they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they interviewed a guy who was part of the original program. And he's like, yeah, we didn't think of it at that time. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of overwhelmed us a little bit. And it was like, yeah, I think it did. It's unbelievable. Well, look at the, the rabbit fence and freaking like, you know. Yeah. In Australia. Australia. Yeah, the, the rabbit free firm said they put up. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. All right, so what? So so this so we find out the the whole motivation. This is where the money is all about. It's all about trying to fund these anti-communist things. It's very Reagan-y, and then they're like, "Oh shit!" Now we're caught in the middle of this bullshit. Yep. And it doesn't matter, right? And so Malby is still at large. Everyone is sort of working out, and then uh, a Miller or or, or uh, Emmett Walsh is on his way on a rampage to like, "I'm not. I'm done like Mister Nice Guy." He goes to go see Ubu, <laughs> Pearl. Yep. It's like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And she's like, I'm not going to talk to you. At which point he traps her. Uh, 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 oh, and I should say that uh, Asila gets, a, or whatever her name is, uh, she gets away. But he burns down Ubu Pearl's house and her. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. gruesomely. It's brutal. Yeah. brutal. Pretty brutal scene, right? Um, and then... Uh, uh, Quinn this, this figures out that he can he he's gonna he's gonna meet Malby at uh, this abandoned place where they used to play as kids, and so they meet and then uh, he tells uh, 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 Malby tells him the whole story. Basically, what happened is that uh, Asila got pregnant from the guy who owns the hotel. Right, right. She was. Um, the uh, Ubu Pearl was angry at him. He says, you got to pay for making her pregnant, putting right. a baby in her belly. And he goes, I'm not going to pay anything. And then he goes, I put a hex on you. Turns out the hex didn't work. So at which point she says, she goes to Asila and gives her a snake to kill him, right? So she has these poisonous snakes, which we find out about. Her. She goes to the place and does that. At which point Malby says, oh no, uh, I got to you know, I got to stop this from happening. He races over to, to stop it, but he gets to the hotel right as the guy's dying from the snake bite. Right. At which point he says, I got to protect her because she's going to get framed for this. So he decides to cut off the guy's head and throw him into the, into hot the hot tub. 
at which point little the, mouse move there too right the same yeah. type of and then, and then so he's like huh and he goes he's like why did you put it on hot dog? he's like i figured if they boiled for a little bit maybe it would disguise the snake bite <laughs> snake bite <laughs> yeah uh, it's not a not a not, not a, a bad idea you never know not a bad idea especially the head off yeah, yeah. Cutting the head off was like, well, he died of. Everyone said he got the head off, right? So, right. anyway, so at this point, as they're talking about it, helicopter shows up, which American, is total domino principle. That was this whole this whole scene is so domino principle. Even the way they shot yeah, it, he's yeah, holding yeah, the gun to him. It's like heart to heart. Yeah, yeah like, don't dude. move. I got a machine gun on. Like, MMM Walsh. Dude. It's like this. I, I was saying, like, it's like. This movie is kind of a Lethal Weapon 3 good, but I liked it. <laughs> That's what I said when I was watching this. It was just like, once you have like MMM... Which Walsh, one was Lethal Weapon 3? That's the one with the uh, the the housing. Like, they're, it's the evil house builders. It's really uh, terrible. Also, notably racist against uh, Asians. Right. But uh, it's uh, two was with the South African and the that's a, that's a pretty good one. That's, that's it's, a good, it's, good it's, one. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good. I love, first, the first one's great. Second one's very good, and then after that, they're really, really, really bad. But uh, this is about the same. Op- the end of this movie is very, very mid '80s action. No, no, late nonsense. Late, 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 late sorry, late eighties. This yes. was this movie came out eighty nine. No, no, um, eighty nine. I thought you were talking about um, lethal. Yeah, no, Lethal Weapon is 80, but 4? 86? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. early. The other ones are, are a lot late, late 80s. 86 was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, Lethal, that's still a really good movie, and that's a really Those good movie. Those are great yeah. films. Yeah, that's a really fun movie. Uh, although my my vote, this has nothing to do with anything, my vote for best buddy cop movie of the 80s, nobody has seen, and it's called Running Scared with uh, yes. Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. Oh, that's I've seen that. That's I've seen a great that. movie. That's, That's a good movie. million times. Great, great film. That's the right, one. I mean, I thought you were going to say the Dreyfus movie. What was that one? Stakeout. Stakeout's pretty good. Stakeout's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but if you want to see the good one, then I would strongly recommend Running Scared. Leave the weapon most people don't want to watch because they hate Mel Gibson now. But uh, it's it's a very good, it's still a very good movie. Running Scared is a better movie than that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Helicopter shows up. Emmett Walsh shows up like the CIA, right? Oh, you, gosh. right? So <laughs> it's so silly. It's so fun. So silly. Like, Let's just get through it. It's funny. It's and so and so, Malby hides. Uh, Quinn goes out there, like you know, with his shirt blowing with the helicopter, so you can of see his 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 handsomeness. Yes, right? handsomeness. That's the focus, really. Yeah. White shirt, very dark skinned body, yeah. very toned. Yeah. You know, he's looking, looking great. He's looking, looking great. Great. Just one he, button holding it together. Yeah. Just like he's barely, the opposite of the reason why you cast him. The and very, Walsh. very the, bu- the button is yeah, just the like tight barely button. Holding. Everything else is just like this. Yeah, 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 it looks great. It looks, yeah, there's no argument. Great. And like I think you you cast and, you cast, and, you cast, and then you can, and in contrast to MMM and Walsh. Yeah, exactly. Who's like the frumpiest? Yeah, like he might as well be a troll. He's like a crypt keeper, right? And then he's directing. An helicopter in and all this kind yeah. of nonsense. Yeah, but he's like, so the, like, like directing a helicopter. Oh, yeah. like, so he's, like, he's like he's so like he's like eighteen. He was eighteen. Yeah, he's like the exactly. Baron and Doom. I ain't getting... <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's like he's seriously like like it's so at this point this is the silliest the movie gets and it's like you know at some point in the scene this helicopter is exploding. Like it's yeah. going to happen. Like there's yeah. no way out of it. It's like the A team. It's like it's the A team. That's what I said. It's totally the A team. Totally. 
but they changed the tone as soon as we went to that action f- side. Yeah, like I was it's like, the, wait a minute. What's it's like the movie, the movie up until this point has been sort of like a very thoughtful together good yes. tv movie and then it turns into like the tv movie that you really want to see when you're drunk <laughs> <laughs> but yep. i still i still endorse it i think it's very very funny oh yeah, yeah dad drama and i endorse this yeah. picture <laughs> <laughs> i'll be sending lots of emails about this please vote for this movie yeah yeah no th- this is not 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 a four-year consideration movie let me just put it no no, no no for your afternoon viewing is what it more is a better description yeah this 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 movie like it makes cool runnings look like a documentary about jamaica like so this is a, no, also by the way another excellent movie that i love cool, cool running cool, cool running yeah, about the cool sl- sled team. about jamaica bobsled team so yes with yeah. uh with uh john candy john candy that's an excellent which film. was also by the way which was a uh uh, a framed uh, thing, or uh, back way back when. I don't know if you remember that, but I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I was trying to look. I was like, "Yeah." Didn't they uh, make a musical out of that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they could. They could. That's a that's a really sweet movie. That's a very nice. It's a very silly Disney movie, but it's very fast movies, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, very, very like candy. But that yeah. that looks like the Panama the Deception versus the end of this. Didn't John was didn't John Candy <laughs> die when he was filming Western. a Western? Yeah, yep. really? Yeah, yeah, oh, it was in New, in New Mexico, ninety two, ninety three. No, no, it was it was ninety four, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, it you were happened. you were working on the legal team for O.J. Simpson at that time. That's why I was. was. Yeah. No, the photos. Yeah. The reason I know why is because I was that was when I was doing my road trip thing that i was doing and he died in new mexico and i was in new mexico at the time that's wild dude that's too bad candy was yeah. great he was great he was great he was great uh, yeah, in fact i would say i didn't even appreciate how great he was until after he was i'll gone. be honest i was so shocked and it was very sad at the same time i was like yeah because he was very heavy he's a big big fella he's a big man big big man no two ways about that yeah but what's yeah. your favorite john candy um, planes, trains, and automobiles. Automobiles. I yeah. yeah, I have that's... a thing for Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is very good. Uncle Buck is great. I think that's I, I, that's actually the best John Candy, just raw John, John Candy. Candy. Yeah, well, because he's acting. Trains, he's like... planes, trains yeah. is great. Yeah, but but planes, trains, I like overall better as just a big good feel, yes. good movie. But uh, I but think but, but his Buck his actual character for him himself, he is Uncle best Buck. Uncle Buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I believe I believe they're both by the same director, right? They're both by uh, what's it? John name? Hughes. John John Hughes. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if Plane Trains is or not. Plane Trains is. Yeah, is John Hughes? Okay, I believe it is. But All right, yeah. helicopter. This is why I told you we needed more time. Uh, yeah. So a helicopter shows up. We're 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 we're, we're like last t- five ten minutes Rounded left up. of the of the actual movie. It may take us longer to talk about yeah, it's it. The last run around the wagon. We're, right. we're gonna get there. So so helicopter shows up. A button's barely staying on uh, Denzel. He shows up, has a gun. It's very comical. Has a gun to his face and goes, "It's bigger than you." It's like, "Why are you doing this?" It's like, "This is you're you're nothing. I don't care. I'm not going to kill you. You're nothing. This is way bigger than you. This is like you know, basically telling him you're inconsequential. You little silly black man living yeah, in this exactly. teeny island. Yeah, who do you think you are, we, Jamaica? <laughs> we we are we are Americans. <laughs> right. We are controlling everything. So it's right. a very anti-colonial American yes. thing yeah. being said here, right? Amer- Americans in general in this movie are buffoons, but this is uh, where it finally lands. Like 
right it's the the ultimate force of america as a colonialist uh, nation is what's yeah. on trial here right so so then finally after that all all happens uh uh he's looking like gimme Malby, you know, gimme Malby, right? And then at which point Malby's on the roof of of the building, has his backpack with him, and starts pulling out chunks of money and just throwing it up in the air like confetti, which is of course infuriating because you know, like every handful of money is like, you know, a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of dollars going up in the air. It's yeah, going up like... in the yeah, just right. And so uh this is like freaking him out. Anyway. At which point he fires at him, the uh, the bag falls. Uh, Emmett Walsh grabs the grabs the bag, puts whatever money he can find around, shoves it in there, and takes off. <laughs> right, right. And just says like, "Yep, I'm done," and gets in the helicopter and he leaves. It's like we're we're done with this. Uh, at which point Malby, for some silly reason, this is where it goes total. TV show, you gotta have some guy hanging from the bottom of the freaking helicopter. <laughs> what are we doing? What are Where's you the hanging from the helicopter? Why? Shot? Why do you have to have? Why do you have to jump after the helicopter? He does jump after the helicopter, hangs on to the helicopter. Quinn says, "What the hell are you doing?" I was like, "I can't let go now because the helicopter is too high, right? right?" And so they fly over the water, and he's trying to hold on. At which point, Walsh notices that he's there because he can see the shadow of him under the, uh, on the water. Right. It's like, Oh, he's on the hanging on. So he puts his gun and starts firing towards Burns Malby. Malby falls off the helicopter into the water, which is survivable. Presumably right? dead, but presumably dead, but very survivable if he wasn't shot. Right. And then the next scene is he's Quinn is with his son at the beach and starts telling him about the legend of Malby. Oh, but we have to say, what's oh, in the helicopter? What? What's what, oh, what, oh, right, right. Yes, I'm sorry. Right, right. Yes. So in the helicopter, the snake comes out of the bag, bites the pilot. The pilot is in seizure from dying from the snake, and the helicopter crashes and that explodes. Was That's totally A-team. That yeah. was a eighteen yes, domino principle, yes. all of that. Yeah, it was like is that the, the most eighties gag I've ever heard. The helicopter doesn't go down in the water; it flies, curls around, and hits directly towards the old stone rotted building for maximum, right. you know, explosive photographic right. effect. Yeah, it's, it's really great. It's and like, and it's like a giant diesel fireball. Like yeah, so, it's huge. Not a crash. Yeah, it's like no, a detonation. No. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, so so I, it was interesting. I sp I spoke to what there was a famous something Ford, I think, but he does a lot of the practical. He's like one of the famous practical effects guys in Hollywood. But he was telling me like about all these explosions. Like most of the explosions they do are done with just a massive amounts of diesel fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do. The That's trick. what gives you all the flames and yep. the smoke and everything. Big else. Black smoke, yeah. Yeah, because That's if you fun. do, if you do other kinds of explosives that the too, too white, clean. Yeah. too clean. Yeah, you need yeah. you need you need dirty stuff. Yeah. So that's how they make all that 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 smoke. Nice kind of... big oily nasty explosion. Yeah, right, exactly. and that gives you all the contrast in the film right. and all that. Right. And the doesn't sound quite like that. <laughs> So yeah, the no. sound is added to, to, for a different kind of explosion, right? Because it, it's more like a big foom, like, right? Like it's just like it's uh, got it. It wasn't 
poorly shot the explosion because no, it was no, it looks cool. No, it was, it was great. Effects, but, but it was, was the like, most the, best episode of A Team ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. You know, BA Baracus dives out of the way just in time, right. slow motion. Yeah, giant explosion makes sense. Right. So that's 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 the yeah the helicopter the helicopter crashes, but we don't know what happened. If, we... The thing is that if you if you take Amendment Walsh with an Uzi seriously, you are also going to enjoy the explosion. Right. <laughs> like you're already in the right movie. Right. You don't have to necessarily take him seriously. You just have to enjoy the fact. That you just have right. to enjoy it. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. At that point, it stopped referencing Blood Simple and started referencing uh, Domino Principle. Domino Principle. Right. Yeah. And so uh, at this point, Quinn is telling, you know, grieving his friend loss. He's telling his, uh, you know, he's reconciled with his wife. Uh, he's come home. She's, you know, she's accepted him back in. He's like, well, I, I, it, the, with, he's coming in like he's drenched, right? He's yeah, he's like the tomcat. Like, right. like yeah, yeah. doors open and like it starts off on bare midriff of Denzel Washington <laughs> side lit. With like he's he's got his open white shirt and he's just sort of like trying to tuck it together like he's a school kid like he's like I'm so sorry right and he's sort of flexing at the same time crawls all the way up his chest to his lonely little face and like eyes oh, like blinking like this and his wife's like you had me at Denzel Washington and then then that's the end of the movie <laughs> you can't I would say how could you say no it's ridiculous like the camera like you can you attack Fujimoto is like laughing while they're doing the pan. Like, it's just fantastic. <laughs> what, was, what was the scene from Coming to America when the guy's all wet? And the, remember that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did the same thing in Coming same to America. Thing. Same thing. <laughs> Except that this was Denzel Washington, much more yep. attractive. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Anyway, it was very funny. But then he has a, you know, has a, a scene with his, uh, with his uh, um, son on the beach, and they're talking about the legend of Malby. And he goes, we never know what he is, you know, and he, he how he, how Malby had could could wait for fruit to fall from the tree. He knew exactly what to do. It just missed all this legend. And as I was like, you know, you don't know what happened to him, where he is. And as he's walking down, you see footprints coming out of the water next to a rock and then stopping. And then there's a $10,000 bill on the rock. And that's how the movie ends. Right, so you think maybe Malby's alive and uh, and coming back for Mighty Quinn Part Two, Episode Two, right? But sadly, but sadly happened. they only made four point five million dollars <laughs> in the box office. So no, that didn't happen. That did but happen. nonetheless, I still recommend. Like, if you see Mighty Quinn, sit down and have a good time. It is a good. It's you know, like, it is a super enjoyable movie. It's, Loads of great. You're gonna you're gonna have a good time watching yeah. this film. There's or if a, you're on no... a pl- if you're on a plane, and as as Eric said, and Mighty Quinn is available, watch it. Watch Perfect it. The, for... the flight will go right by. Yeah, it's great. It, it's it'll great. be great. It'll like be great. That, that's the thing. I mean, like, like I said before, I'm like, like Devil in a Blue Dress is a is a really great film. Great. Like that's a that's a really great film. It's a good film. And uh, and like I think that that's the deep experience that has a lot of uh, social commentary. Has great central performance. Loads of awesome, uh, like sets. real yeah, great sets. Great film noir. Everything is great about that movie. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, as the come down. Mighty Quinn, like uh, have a to hot me, dog, Mighty, hang out, and drink a beer. So to me, Mighty <laughs> Quinn was was as a, as a a fun movie that was just like when you finish watching it, you're like, "Yep, I had yeah, fun. That's all right. <laughs> I had fun, and I don't have to feel depressed like yeah. after watching Mulholland Drive. Yeah, which exactly. I which I loved Mulholland Drive. I'm not but for days, you, for days that haunted for days you. Days haunted me. <laughs> Mighty Quinn does not haunt me. Yeah. Did you have a problem with Mulholland Drive? No, Not a bad problem. It. You loved it, right? I yeah, loved, loved it. it. It's yeah. just that it haunted me. It's a heavy movie. <laughs> it's a heavy movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's a real experience. 
Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I was just like, I was like, when I, because I watched uh, Devil in Blue Dress first and then I watched Mighty Quinn. I was like, initially I was like, uh, this isn't as good as I remembered. But then by the middle of it, I was like, I'm glad it's not as good as I remembered. This is just fucking hysterical. What, Mighty <laughs> Quinn? Yeah. Mighty Quinn. I was like, oh, this is great. It's a great movie. Yeah, no, no. I loved, to me, honestly, what I liked about it was there was something about the cinematography. Like, the, everything is really not the best. Yeah, but, it's fine. But, but everything was good enough that it was like this like either cinematography the opening shot is like it was yep. the milwaukee's best of entertainment it was film. it was the come like come on over we're having a barbecue movie like that's what yes, that is there you it's go perfect it's perfect. come on over we're having a barbecue movie yeah. is a great way to put it yeah that's, yeah that's absolutely yep we yeah. got some we got some domestic beers in the in a cooler right and uh there's some chips and salsa and my grandmother's uh in a onion, <laughs> onion dip I'm exactly like, yep, it it's very good onion dip. I've had onion dip before. That's a pretty good one. That's a good and that's one. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then by the time you get to the end of the movie, you've had an, enough beers that you're like, M.M. Walsh with an Uzi is exactly what I want to be yeah, watching. Yeah, that's, this is how it is. <laughs> <to Uzi. laughs> now in a limited run on Broadway. Like, that's like, if I ever wanted an action figure, it would be M.M. Walsh with an Uzi. I think that would sell itself. With a, like, a, like, a, like some sort of like three musketeer bar in his other hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this. He's got the cowboy hat from uh, Blood I Supple love the nougat. Stand over there. <laughs> hey, not that, not that mother scratcher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a spherical object arrested on the highway. Yeah, it's like that's that's what I want. Ah, uh, yep. So that, that was that was a great time. And it, like I said, like watching it on Tubi was like uh, Tubi is. I think Tubi is underrated because you know what it was. Tubi is fucking great, man. That is my that's my home my home uh, because channel. yes. So just people don't know. I don't know if it's available everywhere in the world, but Tubi it's Tubi TV something. Yeah, right. Tubi TV. I think Tubi TV or something like that. And you don't even have to sign up or anything. You just watch it right just, there. It's all free. And then as, as everything it's is going with ads, supported, you know, it's ad supported. Fine. It's not that intrusive as ads. In fact, I would say that Tubi's ads are less ads oh, than so you have on on satellite or normal tv we we are not this is not we are not paid by tubi this is not an nope. ad for tubi but I, I can tell you right now just the front page right now i can see john wick 2 uh we got uh scroll down you got deadpool deadpool 2 the rundown with the rock which is a fucking great movie uh you like the instant instant good movies devil's rejects yeah all free all free and then it also has things that like are not necessarily available like the mighty quinn like right? mighty you, quinn. you can't find it everywhere and so like, oh, yeah, pick it up yeah so so that's a good place to go the other thing i want to talk about actually just came up on our discord actually i'm going to go ahead and put our discord uh link and the thing while we're talking about it but someone was talking about um uh our uh sorry i'm putting this link up in our chat right now so please join our discord someone talked about uh, uh canopy Mm -hmm. And Canopy is yep, sure. awesome, yep. right? Canopy is incredible. So I highly recommend Canopy. And what Canopy is with a K uh, is that it is based on the library system in the United States. So what you can do is if you have a library card, you can get a free subscription to Canopy. And you can, quote, unquote, rent for free up to 10 movies a month. Yeah, it's great. And they're they're, they're they are very deep to the point of like i'm wondering if i even need to keep criterion anymore yeah, i mean they, they basically are the correct it's like criterion collection will ruin it. yeah like yeah, it's like true a minute. It's, well, I mean, the thing is canopy used to be as many movies as you want 
but but uh, yeah. the the rental companies, the streaming companies, stepped in and said, "Like this is a fucking over our business. You have to stop this right. uh, public library." And so they did, and which what? is too bad. Yeah, they knuckled under. So yeah, so don't spread the word too far. Yeah, but ten <laughs> movies a month. Ten movies a month isn't That's too bad. Still good. That's still good. That's still you good. know, that's a movie every three days. You can do uh, that. Oh, dude. By the way, it's still looking. I'm still scrolling through Tubi. Tubi cult classics: Escape from New York. A few dollars more. Conan the Barbarian, Suspiria, Showgirls, Porky's, uh, Reanimator, Akira, Trailer Park Boys. Holy shit! This is everything. And Buffalo sixty six. <laughs> they got it all, oh, man. The they got it all free. That's fucking this this goddamn channel. Why am I paying for Netflix? Netflix is just like I I the two things I watch on Netflix are Blonde over and over again, uh, uh Mank and uh, Great British Bake Off. That's it. That's it. Those are the two things. Those three things are the two things. Oh, I love that show. Oh my god, I can't stop. Canopy has got Moonlight, Lady Bird, Eight Grade. Yeah, uh, they have really obscure shit. I have not. Yeah, obscure shit. very yeah. obscure stuff. Like yeah. very, like like almost. Yeah, race Central Park Five. Uh, leave oh. no trace. Yeah, uh, leave no trace is great. Leave no trace is great. Yeah, like in fact, uh, I'm looking at because uh, it's uh, Caesar Saladius. Uh, not sure exactly how you want to run that together, sir. But there it is. Uh, here is the list that uh, he put together on our Discord. Is if you go to our Discord, yeah. he's posted his uh, canopy list, which is like five hundred films. Phenomenal! It's yeah. phenomenal. So obscure and some really great one, really great, 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 right. weird, weird films on there. There's a really. lot of very obscure films on there. Yeah, that that to me is the that's the official Martini Giant uh, cult uh, movie list right Donnie there. Donnie Darko's on. Here. Yeah. Boy, Chinatown's on here. We should try to do sponsorship with these guys with oh, canopy. Dude. Yep. Columbus is on here. We know that. Oh, dude. Yeah. So uh, the, basically, this whole last quarter of the uh, podcast is just talking about how awesome these services are, and they're free. Because, yeah. Like, yeah. Under, and if you want to break free from the Netflix, Hulu, HBO, I'm, there's I, more. There's listen, more out there. And, I this, be, and the two we just described, which was Tubi and Canopy, both free. are free. Free. And free. Canopy is not ad supported. Yeah. It is just. You just We're go gonna get it. a knock on the door tonight, Chris. Somebody yeah, from Netflix to is gonna come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have that. Harold and Maude. We don't I'm like just... the way you're talking out there. <laughs> Lavender, <laughs> Melancholia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Orange and Sunshine. Colette. Colette. Uh, oh, dude, Jeff, I could try uh, this. Where show you the screen right now. thing is it? I can't. Find to be. To be had. Yeah, I'll put. I'll put. I'll put. I'll put the the the, the canopy list in our in our uh, Twitch Discord. chat. Oh no, yeah, Twitch, Twitch chat. chat. Yep. Since we're we're on Twitch right now, we're streaming, guys. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> what Tubi has, and this is direct Martini Giant stuff. Tubi has, Tubi has Bad Boy Bubby. Tubi, Tubi has Tubi bad... has Bad Boy Bubby. Okay, right. Wow. There you go. go to Tubi. That's oh, yeah. wait a minute. I'm, my question for you is the list on our uh, Discord. Where which channel is it in? That's oh, in I general, forgot. I think. I think it's in general, general, yeah. yeah anyway, come to our Discord. It's great. We have so come many things there. A lot of stuff being that. discussed. There's been the squid and the whale. I'm just sorry. sorry. Uh, it's disaster. Election is on Canopy. Yep. yep. The Alchemist. Uh, Lords of Chaos. Yeah, it's uh, really... Because like, I, I just can't... I have to trim down how much I'm spending on streaming services because it's just... Yeah. It's just embarrassing now. I'm like, actually... I actually... I, and I hate to say it. I may, I may give up Criterion for a few months because I'm like, I'm yeah. just not watching enough. 
I have been watching way more. I'm I've been watching way more. Um, movie, movie is great. Uh, movie, movie is not Tubi, not Tubi. Movie, movie you pay for has a really weird eclectic collection of films. Like I really do love Criterion is fantastic, but that's it's like it's mostly like the the stuff you know is classic. It's on Criterion, like and you know these things, you know. But actually, HBO has some. Well, HBO is pretty. Used to have it. Used to have it. I'm actually thinking about dumping one too, and I, I don't want it to be. I don't. I dumped uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I never had that. I'm still hanging to Disney Plus because Andor is actually quite great, and Andor is the one Star Wars that I can really stand behind. That's a, a really, really, really great show. But other than that, I'm I'm out. I'm definitely out. I'm like. And HBO, I mean, HBO, I'm hanging on to because they are still like HBO, but the moment they become even more like Discovery Plus, I'm out. Because, man, I cannot see another, like, house-flipping show show up in my stack. Like, there's already 30 of them. <laughs> like, it's just slowly rotting away. So, I'm not sure. I think I'm going to end up with Canopy and Tubi and Mubi. No, it's it's HBO. HBO. HBO is jam-packed with Discovery. HBO is turning into yeah. Discovery. It's turning I into Duck I, Hunters and all that crap. I go crap. through Sucks. all my stuff, and I'm like, God, where's all this crap that I would never see? Garbage. Pure from? garbage. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold on to HBO as long as they have Succession and uh, maybe Succession. one or two other things. Yeah. I love White Lotus, too. Oh, yeah. We, I oh, White Lotus is yeah. yeah the new season. Uh, Karen and I want to watch the new season. It was funny. We watched, uh, Brady said, I want to watch House of Dragons. I was like, okay. Because I know, I know, all I right. know. <laughs> and and he, we watched uh, uh, Rings of Power, right? Oh yeah. And he, he's like, he kind of liked Rings of Power. I was like, which by the way, I watched Rings of Power, and I was like, sixty million per episode. <laughs> That's a. I'm gonna listen. There are a couple. There's some good stuff in that show. There is. But it's mostly stuff? extremely boring. What? It's very boring. It's very boring. That's a very, very boring. boring. Show. That's an expensive boring show. Which show? Rings the of Power. Lord of the Rings show that Amazon. Oh, I'm so. not watching that crap. It's, yeah, it's, it's worth super expensive though. They, like they, I hear the the last episode is great. The first maybe two episodes were okay. Well, what, if they tried yeah, to stick to a single storyline and try to keep it simple, they could have saved a shit ton of money and probably had more people watching. Yeah, it, they it, got it, to correct me. That was a billion dollars, wasn't it? Yeah, near to a billion for the entire first season. Sixty million per episode. Per episode. That's that like nuts, dude. Like you'd be making a really good movie with that money and they had done it like it's like they, they i don't know i got to the middle of episode two and they just ran into this wall of false drama where it's just like people were just arguing for no reason it went on and on and on i was like i'll check back in and then shortly after that everyone's like this just turned into boring trash so i'm just like i'll check back in later guys that's fine but anyway brady said he's like i want to watch house of dragons because apparently one of his friends has been all into game of thrones and i'm like oh yeah okay and so we were just, did you watch house of dragons I've not watched it. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I didn't like the show. I didn't like. Okay. I like. I really love the books. I love the well, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. and so and, and and listen, it's it's fine. But he's like, how's it? opening shot? Dragon, perfect, awesome. There's a dragon, great, loving it, etc. Dragon, and and then after that, after that, it's nothing but sex and dismemberments and blood and maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> and and then and then and then like and you know. It's just it's very it's very Game of Thronesy, right? Sure. And then Brady was like, when they start <laughs> when they start cutting a baby out of someone's stomach, he's like, I'm done. 
That's I'm enough. Done. <laughs> I'm done. I didn't see that part. <laughs> That's the thing, dude. It's just like I when I was watching Game of Thrones. I watched the first season. I was like, so it's all right. It's fine. But like the the books, I love the books. And watching the show uh, here, was like here's... watching the Rushmore version of the of the book. Well, exactly. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. It's exactly right. So the first season was like a verbatim cheap version of the book <laughs> like right book because they didn't have any money and yeah. that's what they did right. right but then the second season after the success of the first season was significantly better okay mm-hmm. okay okay it was better sure and so they t- they took it and then they was like okay we'll do the same thing where we're going to be just like the book but we'll be much better and they because mm-hmm. i have more money etc by the time they got to the third season they were starting to say split slightly from the story and in mm-hmm. honestly speaking the character development got really good third fourth great. season were really good great and then they went full ridiculousness to the point where it's like um oh my god really because they ran out of ideas. well no because they ran out of books because yeah they, they were, had to start making stuff up they had to start making stuff up and they realized like oh if we don't have the foundation of the right. actual books we don't really know what the hell we're doing. It, it turns out we're not as good writers as George R. R. Martin, and yes. that's just how it worked. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I, 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 that's why. I'm, the reason why I'm not watching. I'll watch House of Dragons if it gets all the way to the end and everyone goes, "I watched the entire thing and it was really good." Then I'll watch it. But I'm not going to be trapped on a fucking crashing roller coaster like Game of Thrones. Like that's just silly. I'm wait till they're done, and if it's good, I'll watch it then. Like yeah, there's well. like it's it's risky enough to start any other show but like these guys have a terrible track record <laughs> so i'm just not gonna bother until until it's the, all finished the showrunners the showrunners i mean it's just like they fucked it up the first time i'm not gonna bother like there's plenty of other things to watch i don't need well, to the, get hooked it, on this it, people loved, loved it i think i don't know i mean like the, i'm like the thing is like i'm sure i, I loved game of thrones like the game of thrones up to a point sure <laughs> Like, like, like I said, I did, I told you my exact history. The, sto- of the story, the story of the of the books is extremely compelling. I, and I, did, I read the did, books too. Right, and so like it's good. It's a good story. So I can understand people getting story. hooked. Yeah, like getting hooked on it makes a lot of sense. But also, it's sucking after they didn't have any bar- more books. Also makes a lot of sense. So right. like I wasn't surprised when it sucked. And also like the fan base was quite aggressive. Like the, they were a pain in the ass to do it. And I was just like, well, I that's, can't that's the fucking truth deal with that of everything. Stuff. I know. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying don't watch the show because the fan base is bad, but I was just like, I was not, no one was pulling me into watching that show because many people were being douchebags about it. And I was just All like, right. enough. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like, I'm, still, I'm still browsing Canopy. Here's yeah. new to Canopy movies. The Immigrant, The Death of Stalin, yep. A Black oh. Jesus. Yes, great, great, great. Uh, Admiral, great. Jester, uh, Admiral Chester's Nimitz. I don't know that. It's a biography. Uh, uh, God Knows Where I Am. Uh, 15 minutes to nowhere. Is that what it is? Uh, the physician. Uh, there's no evil. Uh, Carrie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thousand yeah. pieces. Uh, oh my God. Uh, insane, I'm going to break man. your heart. The limey, the limey's on there. The limey's Ooh. great. Derailed Adam, the kite runner. All of me. So good. All of me is a great film. Yeah. All of me is all great. Yes. Uh, wolf people, the informer, uh, Shadow could breaking fast. I mean, this is great. Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. Why? Why am I wasting money? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't do it no more. Can't do it no more. 
Yeah, like, like, okay. So, popular world cinema on canopy: Parasite, A Girl Walks Someone Alone, Alone at Night, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, In the Moon for Love, Embrace the Serpent. Oh my God, it's just fucking endless. Yeah, it's, it's got just Ida. Let the right one in. Downfall. You just have to have a library card. That's all it is. Yeah, and you can get it. your library card online. You don't even have to go to the library to get it. We better get a giant check from the government for doing this because this is a huge ad. But this is an absolutely terrific. But it's service. the government. The government's paying for this, right? Yes, who's, absolutely. Who's paying for Canopy? Right? No, well, what I'm saying is that we should get a check from the government for advertising Canopy so hard. Right. Like, look at this. So there was free advertising. Fantastic. But it is a great service. Definitely. What, check it out. Eric, Eric, Eric. Yeah. You were you were telling us when you were a kid or a teenager or whatever, you used to go yeah. to the library to get yeah. Woody Allen films, right? Oh yeah, right. it was like nine ten because our where I grew up was the had the first library to have um, VHS tapes. tapes. Well, they had they I think they they got both Beta and VHS to cover their their asses, I guess. So it was just it was a whole half a floor, and it was just like any kind of they brought every movie just right. for the for the people of the town, and so it was like I'd go in and I was allowed to take four. Right, I. Uh... Got yeah. wild card. I'd scrugs it on one, get Claire's name, be like, "Whoa, what's this?" Yeah. Damn. And then, and then I would get like, like Eric Rower is exciting. Yeah, and then I would get, um, you know, always a Woody Allen. So I've seen mm -hmm. Woody Allen movies like over thirty times each one. I, the most I've seen is Broadway Danny Rose. Yeah, which is an incredible. Um, Lou, it it was a golf station, and um, <laughs> but yes, it's uh, it was awesome. It was an incredible, and they had records, so that you'd go up, and they would have like the latest Stones album. Parallax to, View is on is on Canopy. I remember Parallax, Parallax View as a kid. Yeah, I I remember it from watching it last Thursday. So all right. Well, thank you guys for indulging me in this more relaxing uh, yeah, Saturday matinee one. type of films. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily saying these were great films, but it's what I needed to do for because it was. These just, are great. I mean, like I, I, I really I, actually, I was so escargot. I needed a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I, I, uh, I, I really, I already really enjoyed uh, Devil in Blue Dress when I had seen it. Uh, seeing it again, I'm like, yeah, that was this, great. This is way up on my list. Way, yeah, it's, way, it's way, very way. good. It's very, and I did That's think that the, the that the 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 Black man colonialism and the black neighborhood. There was a huge parallels between these. Oh, yeah, no, they they, they definitely fit together. They complement each other. Yeah, like there are different sort of like uh, levels of production. And know? they also yeah, had both have interesting world doing building. Yeah, and both world yes. building. Right, one is yeah. very much about Jamaica. One is about Los Angeles, Los Angeles in nineteen forty-eight. Yeah. either of yeah. which you may not necessarily be familiar with. <laughs> yeah, it's really really rich stuff. And uh, I would watch it in the order that I watched it because like. You'll end on the fun one. <laughs> Devil right. Blue Dress is the better one, but you'll end on one where you're like, hey, I'm at Walsh Explosions helicopter hanging off it. Fantastic. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> it was a lot kick, of fun. Kick back with a, with a good can of beer and you'll be right on time. Right, right. on time. So we'll do, we'll probably do a, uh, we'll, we'll figure out the schedule. I know Thanksgiving and the holidays are starting to show up, so our time may start to get a little sporadic, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure out whether we do a watch party or a, uh, an actual podcast next week. I just have to go through the schedule and see how all that goes. Uh, but uh, thanks guess so much. Uh, Alessandra, thank you for joining us. Chad, yeah, and Lizbeth, fun, and Jason, of course. Yes, uh, right awesome on, right to see on. you. Uh, so uh, it was it was a lot of fun to, to do this. And uh, hopefully, you know, 
we do spoil the whole films, but I really hope that you guys actually end up watching these films too, because they're yeah, fun. Yeah, there's some good ones. There's some good ones in there. Like and if anything, I think we 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 made people possibly subscribe to Canopy. Or like, maybe I should look at Canopy. Because <laughs> seriously, this is free and no ads on Canopy either. This is like Wait a minute. The, it's yeah, the, we, it's we need to start best, promoting the, the, the best easy video lifestyle. The, yeah. the best video store possible, and it's free? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But enough of this Netflix nonsense, man. Come on. Yeah. Enough of that stuff. Because yeah. yeah, now, now Netflix Look, is offering on, you, you can pay for ads. Now you pay less to get ads. I'm just like, uh, now, we're, Net, now you might as well Net, just have Tubi. Netflix, listen, Netflix is fine if you mm -hmm. just want to put on Frasier or Seinfeld in the background. True. It's, it's very true. good at just or the Great it. British Baking Show for or mine. the Great yeah. British right. Baking Show, or whatever or Watch just, Mank for six hours or whatever multiple times. Here's another. Here's <laughs> another one. Uh, uh, nailed it is hilarious to me. Yeah, nailed that, it. That, show, that that was show it? became a, as big as it is. Oh yeah, is no, it's hilarious. Because it was like this show was. Listen, I never. Started, I'm, Realistically, I'm never getting rid of Netflix. There's too many things I actually do watch. I'm just like but, when but I try in, something, something's got to hit the hat. Something's, something's got to. I, I think there's going to be a there's going it's going to be on a run rotation rotation basis. Well, the thing that's nice is that you can just stop it for a while yeah. and get it back later. Yeah. So I've actually I joined Apple recently because some there's some stuff that my parents, my my kids and my wife want to watch on Apple. Oh, you and you have not seen Severance, right? I haven't seen Severance yet, and I yes see I, Severance immediately. Okay. And so Severance is one of them, right? Yes. So that's fine. I, I dumped Disney because I'm like, I don't care. There's virtually no point, right? No, I don't care anymore. I didn't do Disney, and you know why? Because I just felt it was all Star Wars, and I didn't want anything to do with it. I, no, I, uh, Star I, Wars, the, the, it's all Star Wars and Marvel. I'm not right now. a, yes. a sci-fi film guy. The, 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 I would that's say That's not true, Eric. We have you're found a good a movie guy. <laughs> yeah, we have found a million sci-fi films that you like. You just don't like Star Wars. That's you just don't like bad bad movies. <laughs> you don't like, like Star Wars. The, the 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 truth always is that I, in saying that I love science fiction movies, what I'm actually saying is I have a high tolerance for bad science fiction movies. Right. Like that's all it means. We all love good movies. Like you love uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth, which is science fiction. You love. Yes. Uh, under the Skin, which is science fiction. You, you love, love 2001. 2001, you, which you is science Blade fiction. Runner. Blade Runner, which is science fiction. You, you love, love Alien. Fiction. Yes. <laughs> but it's just that you want them to be good. You don't like Whereas, Star Wars, and you don't like Star Trek. That's I, I will happily watch something that is bad as long as it has robots. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yes. So we understand that you will not watch bad robot movies. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. But but anyway, so 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 yeah, I gave I, I gave up with this, and I'm thinking about dumping can uh, like uh, uh, Criterion because I'm paying a lot of money for it, not a yeah. lot of money, but but I'm like money, dude. I'm getting it's like you know what I'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be on it'll the be there, it'll be there if I need it, you know. Yeah, the thing is, like, I actually got my money's worth of uh, Criterion just this past month because they had such an incredible selection of '80s horror. They movies. did, they did had a really good. 80s. I, I watched about fifteen. But or when they do their themes, their theme, they're, they're, that's yeah. another. What Criterion Channel does better than anyone else is they find these little, they curate uh, these little they, these groups. little curated groups. Yeah, right? yeah. the curation yeah, is good. I agree. But I noticed that the other places are starting to do it. And if, do you guys notice that uh, Prime changed their interface, their UI? Oh, did they? I haven't looked. I have to yeah. look. Yeah, just saying because it was getting tired. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, like I, I think that uh, like I I think I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a slot that will rotate out as Criterion. Shutter, Hulu, and I don't know, 
maybe movie, but I'll just have one active at all. all it's, it's just like Hulu is something that we've had for a long time. And it, there's always something on Hulu that stays with us. Yeah. Who was, who right? was some stuff. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Which is ironic because it's actually Disney as well. But uh, in, <clears throat> including, by the way, devil in the blue dress. That's where I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Same, same, same. So, uh, so anyway, However, right, I, I, what I'm going to do for you, Eric, is I'm going to get, I'm not going to actually do this because it's legal and I never recommend doing that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get all of Andor once it's done and I'm going to edit it down to instead of the 12 hours that it is, I'm going to boil it down to a three hour science fiction movie Star Wars for you. And you're going to think it's as good as Michael Clayton. So that's, um, that's the Disney legal. stuff. That's a, that's Disney. It's the only Star Wars on Disney that I would right. say is worth watching. I'll check it out. Back in the watch. I don't have it. Though. It's I don't super care. good. I it's just good. don't have. You know what? I'm sure it's good. I just don't have the time. And there's so much other things I want to do. I'd rather watch White Lotus right now. That's totally understandable. Oh, it's so good. And and realistically, I would say that even Andor, like it's uh, the first two episodes are a little bit too slow. So I would say let well let me edit it down four hours long, and you'll get a great movie. Okay. The Michael think, Michael Clinton Star Wars. Do you think it would be a point where like what you just said? That if everybody had the same kind of digital access, you could make an edit and those kind of decision EDLs, you could send over. You could send and, those. And it would be programmed uh, into their oh, show. Oh, you do it as an EDL? As an yeah. EDL? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you just send an EDL and then they're yeah. just like. Yeah, and oh, they can watch what you want to watch. That's a great idea. That's a great Thank idea. Thank you. You're welcome. That's a great idea. I that's hope great somebody idea. makes money from that and not me. Yeah, that's a great idea. Because then, then you're not, no one's pirating anything. Yeah, no, right. no, no. Right, right. You do. You send an EDL, about... and then it'll take an EDL, and it'll take a Netflix thing you watch, and just make it yeah. as an EDL. And just and EDL. It. It. Yeah, that's a good idea. So that's that's a really good idea. Okay. That's that seems like it would be relatively easy to code as well. That's not can't be the hardest thing in the world. That'd be fantastic. Oh my god, brilliant idea. Yeah, because if I'm, someone could if someone could go through, dude. dude, like there's there's nerds out there galore who could edit long show if you could break well or get breaking bad down to or actually no that breaking bad is not a good example what is it what's the hbo uh true detective true detective season one as a so three, good as a three hour film yeah is a is it would be perfect perfect as whatever it was seven or eight hours like that was very long but there is a three hour great film in there that that would be exactly what i'd want to see yeah i love it you're a genius eric all right, we're going to wrap this up. I know you, you, all the three of us are going to keep talking after this, so, <laughs> so we have to keep keep this up. But let's wrap this up so that everyone else can uh, can can enjoy the rest of their weekend. Or if you're listening to this uh, post haste, uh, please. That couple notes. I know we mentioned it during the ads or whatever. Please join our Patreon. We'd love to do it. Patreon.com slash Martini Giant is the Patreon. Uh, that is a really great place to support us because uh, most of the money comes to us. If you'd like to support us on Twitch, uh, I suggest you guys do it through your free prime. You get one free prime uh, subscription you can do. That definitely supports us uh, as well. That would be really cool. Uh, but, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, just enjoy the podcast. And also, by the way, we do have, uh, you know, there's a direct link to our YouTube, if you guys want to watch us on YouTube, yep. just go to uh, youtube.com slash at the, the, the at symbol martini giant. So youtube.com at martini giant. They just, uh, that's been added. And so you can watch the video version of this, uh, well, which is, you know, if you want to see uh, Eric's uh, verbose hand gestures. That would yeah, be, right on. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. It's actually mostly Dan. Dan's got the big. I, hand I'm gesture. doing the big hands today. For big sure. hand gestures. Yeah. yeah, you do the big yeah. hand gestures. All right. Uh, but besides that, please, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, I enjoyed it and we'll stay tuned for next week. We'll let you guys know, uh, what we'll be recording. Something sort of depressing. I'm and uh, we'll maybe do a double feature. Abs- of- absolutely. Yeah. We we got Sophie's car. choice. Yes. And, uh, oh, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Right. Love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But we, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, let's move on. So, all right. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.